We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome to Hand Raise, guys. Presented by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. We'll be with you uh, for a while. Chris Lowe of ESPN.com will join us. We'll talk latest in Tennessee uh, Evans, the running back, out for the game. Our, um, in case people are ju- jumping in on the stream right now, our Zach Barry reporting that Jake Springer, the Ole Miss safety, will play on um, on Saturday. So uh, we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about um, a really interesting story in the Tennessee and today about the night Lane Kiffin left Tennessee. Uh, Chris Lowe is quoted in that story, so I'll ask Chris about that. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll Take your calls on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. We're in the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 that number. Call it. Ask for our friend Corey. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. And this uh, live cast will be turned into the Oxford Exxon podcast on Friday. Chase, what's going on at the Oxford Exxon? Uh, lunch specials, five sixty nine as always. Two sides of bread, thirty two ounce drink. You can download the Speed Pass Plus app. You can take advantage of that by earning points. When you earn points, you save money there with all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. And you know that locally, you need to go. You need to head over whatever the background you like to be, as long as it involves something to do with Blue Sky, or the Oxford Exxon. Take a selfie, put that bad boy on Twitter. You need to tag Oxford Exxon. You need to hashtag Blue Sky Rebels and you're automatically entered into a chance to win an official Ole Miss football helmet. So uh, give it a shot every time you're around the Blue Sky location there in Oxford. I've got uh, got Hey Coach up on the other screen, as always, checking that out. They're they're angry tonight. They're, oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're a little frustrated. Yeah. Did you hear about the caller that called into Feinbaum today, and he was no, upset that Saban is spending too much time on those damn Geico commercials and not enough time fixing well, the defense? Well, there's a little bit in, in here. There's, there's a conversation going on right now about why does Saban actually need the money for those commercials that we shouldn't be doing the commercials. That's going on in Hey Coach right now. I'm from Alabama. Hey, Coach. Coach, why are you? We pay you. I mean, I'm getting like bingo card stuff here. I mean, it's, it's $11 million it's, a year, and you got to do them Geico commercials? Why don't you quit worrying about insurance and worry about our defense? I mean, 
There's a lot of content up on a the lot side. Of run the dang ball over there. Run right the, now. Yeah, we're on the three yard line. Run the damn ball. Run the ball. Yeah, we are. I love it. Coach Bryant would have run it. Tell you that. Coach Bryant would have run the ball. He wouldn't have done that sissy passing stuff. Uh, let's see. We've got um, the MPW digital uh, pregame show is up. It's brought to you by Walk Ons. Walk Ons more than a restaurant. It's coming soon to Oxford. It is uh, open in Ridgeland on uh, 720 Highland Colony Parkway. Be a great place Saturday to go hang out if you live in the Jackson, Madison, Ridgeland area. Go hang out, watch all the college games, the pro games on Sunday. Uh, it's fantastic food, great environment, lots and lots and lots and lots of TVs. Uh, if you go in there and you're an Ole Miss fan, you will be able to find the game. I'm sure some of the games will be on uh, Alabama and Mississippi State, but there will be a ton on uh, on that as well. So that's up on the site. We talked on that show to uh, Pete DeWeese, broke down the Vols and the Rebels. We talked to uh, Jeffrey Wright, Ryan Brown, Ben Mintz, as always, about a three-hour show that's available on this YouTube stream. Let's see, uh, Zach Barry and I taped a soft verbal podcast presented by the College Corner. That's up today. It's about an hour. The stream got broken because my internet went out for a split second, which was incredibly frustrating. But uh, the show's up in podcast form as well, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's up. Uh, we've got a butcher versus a spin instructor up today. That's brought to you by LB's Meat Market, LB's 2008 University Avenue in Oxford. All the freshest cuts of meat in Oxford. Beef, pork, chicken, house-made sausages, jalapenos, mushrooms, asparagus. Um, you name it. You name it. Seafood comes in today, so Thursdays. So all that's there. And then Martin Palomo and I taped a uh, Mind on My Money. I need to put that on the message board. But it's where you get podcasts. Uh, we talked about uh, quarterly earnings being up, inflation staying up. However, there's a lot of money stuff in there. We also, without spoilers, talked about the final episode of Season 2 of Ted Lasso because we're both kind of addicted to the show. That's up. That's brought to you by Pinnacle, mypinwealth.com to get more information about Pinnacle, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. Did you have a good day? Uh, yeah, it's been fine. You're hanging out. I went and played golf today. Um, first time in a long time, actually. I haven't played much golf. Played golf, got out in the sun a little bit. How'd you hit him? Fine. I think I owed $10 to somebody, but it's okay. It's worth the, worth the entertainment. So I went to go run, and my head... My headphones didn't work. I couldn't make them work. Uh-huh. So there's no music, no phone in my hand. It was the best run I've had in the longest time. Because you didn't have anything with you? I think because I just sort of just Well, now, I don't like the phone in my hand, though. Like, I have everything on my watch, so yeah. I don't have to carry anything. No, there's no doubt it's a worse, it's a worse run with the phone in your hand. I mean, it's, it's not close. I almost kind of enjoyed the And the silence. phones are getting bigger so they get heavier. so it's gotten worse over time cumbersome because, to carry yeah either you're having to really kind of stretch out or whatever I and mean, if your hand gets sweaty are you even hitting buttons you might accidentally stop the recording I yeah mean, there's a lot of stuff going on there they, oh they, we've got we got newman on oh right what now. channel is that uh i don't know someone tell me the channel that arch manning's on is it just ESPN or ESPNU or something? Uh, I don't know. Navy and Memphis are on ESPNU. Navy and Memphis. That'll do it. Georgia Southern at South Alabama on ESPNU. Okay. There it is. ESPN2. Oh, okay. 
Nope, that's Collins Hill, Georgia at North oh. Gwinnett, Georgia. Okay. I don't know then. NBC S N. Okay, I think I know where that is. We're gonna break down every play of Arch. <laughs> there it is. Newman at St. Charles Catholic. You know much about St. Charles Catholic? I know nothing about St. Charles Catholic. They're the Comets, apparently. They are the Comets. Blue and yellow, apparently wearing their... They're wearing uh, black. Wearing black today. Something tells me the Booster Club bought some black jerseys. They got them all looking good for Newman. National TV. Now they're driving. Oh, they're on the Newman 12-yard line. But they threw a pick, so they might have just started somewhere. Got tight end right and uh, doubles right, and yet they go left with the run. Hit three yards. That was a big-time play. Not a lot of not a lot of smash mouth right there. The picture is not very good. It has like a a yellow tint to everything. Got a little bit of a. It does have a little bit of a tint to it. Newman wearing Newman's got nice uniforms. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> aren't they like Jordan brand or something like? They're Nike, I know, but aren't they like? Don't they have something that's like Jordan brand? I don't know. I dreamed that. They do have really clean suits though. They're oh, traditional yeah, a, green and white. It's a real nice suit. Pretty good stick. Yeah, a little, little trick for a couple of yards there. Okay. I mean, yeah, white and green is a is a sneaky good combination. As long as you don't screw it up, it's all good. Yeah. Just white pants, green stripe, white tops, green tops, white helmet. I think the white helmet's important. Now they're lining up for a field goal. It must be fourth and fourth and goal at the seven. Trying to get, is it early? Like first quarter? These are things I can't answer. Oh, Got kicks, it. Kicks up That's a good. Damn good kick. Crush that. A, My God. He had some serious height on that. I'm just going to use that from time to time. <laughs> Could have changed history. Hey. <laughs> They're playing in Hammond. It's it, it's it's Selah. Oh, is that where the game is? Looks like it. See, it says SLU everywhere. Oh, yeah. My final high school football practice was that, at that stadium. Your last practice. Our last practice. Huh. Uh, grind, I have not gotten killed yet for saying Ole Miss fans should cheer for Mississippi State, but I've had some people tell me I don't understand. Oh, really? Yeah, that I don't get it. Well, and you, my deal is, are you trying, you're trying to, to win the West? That's are you it. trying it's, to it's, win or not? And they're like, well, you don't understand. I'm like, yes, I do. If 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 the Brewers need to lose for the Cubs to win and the Brewers are playing the Cardinals, well, then go Cardinals. Who, by the way, fired their manager today kind of out of the blue. Oh, they did? Oh, yeah. Mike Schilt fired today. They said they had a what was the deal? difference of opinion. Organization, direction, kind of feels like there must be something big coming. Maybe he sent a bad email 15 years ago or something. I, I don't know. I'm not minimizing the Gruden thing. At this point, you just don't know. Oh. So what will they do? What makes sense? There? I don't know. I mean, there's there's a rumor, and I suspect it's a playful rumor, that they're going to make Yadier Molina their player manager, but I can't imagine that they would actually do that. That feels very season. rumory. Yeah. I'm not sure I buy that. All right, let's get uh, – we'll get Chris Lowe okay. on the show. That rhymes. Slap our blow by blow. 
Something tells me we wouldn't get in trouble for that particular play-by-play. There are play-by-plays we would get in trouble for. That's not one. This is not one we could dissect all of it? I wouldn't think. I think we could truly break it down. Anning takes a snap. <laughs> Hands off. It's a great handoff a right there. That was, that, that's a handoff that most people can't do. Great little draw there that got completely bottled up. Nose guard for Catholic pretty large there inside. He's clogging stuff up. Hey, Neil. Hey, Chris. How are you? Good, man. You you got me? Yeah, I got you. Appreciate you spending some time with us here on the uh, yeah, on the big no show. Problem. Do, you, do you do this every Thursday? We do it every Thursday at 7 Central Time. We sometimes go till 9. Sometimes we go till 10. Sometimes. Oh, so that, there's no, like, set time? No, we just kind of roll. So let me cool. so let me ask you this: Tennessee, uh, the the running back uh, Evans out. That's been reported by several Tennessee media types. How big of a deal is that for the Vols? You know, I've been I've been gone all day today. I knew he was hurt, and I knew they were worried. So people are saying he's not going to play. Is yeah, that, it's what, yeah, a lot it's of been reporting that it's been reported by several um, solid reporters that he's not playing. Yeah, well, he's their best running back. I mean, he's so yeah, he's he's a guy that's really been pretty hot for them so yeah that, that would certainly be a big deal for them because i think jabari their other running back had been had missed some games too jabari small they've rolled up a lot of yards and points chris against south carolina against missouri how much of that is the competition they've played and how much of that is what josh heupel's been able to kind of get done so far in a, in a short period short period of time in knoxville uh, well, they, they've gotten better in the last few weeks. They were um, pretty sporadic early on. You know, they had a really some good quarters against Pittsburgh. They had a, a bad quarter. Uh, you go back to the Florida game. They were good early in the Florida game. The Florida shut them out in the second half. In the last two weeks, they played up some teams that they just they just aren't very good. You know, Missouri and South Carolina. Missouri's really struggling. So, I think that the, the players are are starting to really pick up on what Heifel wants done. He's done a nice job of calling plays and getting guys in the right position to make plays. Uh, they're still very thin uh, in the offensive line. You know, with, with Evans, you know, if Evans is not playing, well, then that, that's sort of their – he's been their bell cow the last couple of weeks. And uh, I think that's that's going to hurt him. Uh, but I, I think Heifel's strength coming in was his ability to call plays. They go fast. Uh, get the defense, you know, off their, you know, back on the hills, much like Ole Miss and Lane like to do, and we've seen him do that. And he's been able to do it with personnel. And, and I think the last two weeks, certainly uh, Tennessee's personnel was comparable to South Carolina's and Missouri. But when you look at all the people they lost from last year in the transfer portal and elsewhere, their personnel coming into the season was not very good. And so, yes, they've been much more productive offensively to this point than I thought they would be. I'm curious, and I want to ask you about some other stuff too, but you've been around uh, you, that area for a while. Um, they're expecting a sellout. They're doing the whole checkerboard thing. The fans seem super excited about this game. They've got a, a ranked team coming in, coached by a former coach. I mean, there's a lot of storylines. What's the, kind of the excitement level in East Tennessee and around Knoxville right now for this game? Well, and you hit on all of it. You know, the fact that Lane's coming back into town, it's a night game. 
And Tennessee's played, I think, they'll three straight noon games. And just to finally have a night game and a, and a ranked opponent, a team that's a lot of fun to watch play in Ole Miss, can score points, great quarterback, uh, a chance really for Tennessee to say, okay, if they can beat Ole Miss, all right, we beat a ranked team. We beat, you know, one of the more intriguing coaches in all of college football. Maybe we are finally starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel. I think that's the way fans look at this game, that it's been such a long you know, Tennessee's been wandering in the football wasteland for seemingly forever, and and coach after coach after coach, you've had the scandal with the investigation, and now here you are with the first year coach. I think that's the way a lot of fans are looking at it. That all right, we're starting to score points. You know, it's we're we're a fun team to watch play. Uh, he is a guy that uh, has, I think, most people would agree that the the personnel he's got, you know, he's using pretty well to this point. But they haven't beaten a marquee team, or they haven't beaten a you know a nationally ranked team. Well, Ole Miss is that nationally ranked team, and it just adds to the drama that Lane's coached him. That he comes back for the first time as a head coach. Obviously, he was in Knoxville twice with Alabama as a, as a coordinator, but as a head coach, I think it just only adds to the intrigue. What have you thought of the job? I know you've been around. You've you've had a lot more interaction with Lane Kiffin uh, than I have. You're uh, and, and you've known him. You covered him when you were at, at Tennessee. When you were covering Tennessee back in the day, and and now that you're a, a national reporter, you've uh, you've you've known him for a while. You've been around him for a while. What have you thought of the job he's done in Oxford, and how have you kind of sensed his thoughts on on what he's gotten accomplished so far? Well, he, he brought uh, he's brought a lot of attention to Ole Miss football, and I think that's what Lane's a master on on social media and the way he uses social media to sort of bring in attention, national attention. Some of it had been great. You know, Michael Wilbon goes off on him on ESPN. Other, others have been good. There's been a lot of stories done on him. You know, he's been on game day. Uh, he's, just, he's just that guy, that personality that everybody, they either love him, they hate him, uh, they want to hear what he's going to say next, if he's going to say something dumb, or if he's going to say something controversial, or if he's going to say something that people are surprised by. I'll give you a great example, Neil. Ole Miss and Lane probably were the last program that most people around the country would have picked back in August to sort of be the, the poster child to get vaccinated and to be 100% vaccinated. And he really, he was on national shows all over the country when that came out, that they'd reached 100% vaccination. And he's really smart and very savvy at, at getting attention. Some people may say he's a narcissist because he's, you know, he likes the individual attention, but it, it all that really, at the end of the day, props up Ole Miss, and, and and Ole Miss is getting the kind of attention under him that they haven't gotten in a long time, and the fact that his offense is is, is still explosive, he scores points. Uh, I think really the reason Keith Carter and Ole Miss brass hired Lane Kiffin, he's given them exactly what they hoped he would, and and that's bringing. The spotlight, bringing attention, bringing you know people, you know, getting Ole Miss out football out there like it's not been out for a long time. Now, you know, this is a big year because I think Corral's going to be going after this year. Sure, the NFL. This is a big year on the field to to have it, you know, to make that push to win nine or ten games. And certainly they're good enough offensively, Neil. I don't know if they are good enough defensively. But no, I think Lane's done exactly what they brought him in there to do, and that is to sort of put Ole Miss football out there where a lot of people are noticing that maybe in the past haven't noticed. 
nationally. You've covered big-time teams, big-time players over the years. Um, I know you, you're humble about your career, but you've covered some big games. You've covered great players, Heisman winners, all that stuff. What does Matt Corral have to do, Chris, to win the Heisman? I think keep doing what he's doing. You know, I, it's still hard for me to see a team that wins eight games having a Heisman winner, Neil. I just don't see that in this day and age. Do you? Yeah. No, I don't. I think they've got I to know. win at least nine. That's, I'm, yeah. I'm curious to get your thoughts. Do you think they have to win ten with him putting up big numbers? No, I don't think they have to. Again, I think it. how does he play? they got some big games coming up. You know, how does he play on those stages? And even if – you know, even if they only win nine games, you know, if they win, of course, I know the, the Heisman is voted on before the bowl game, but if they've got nine wins and he's got great numbers against all these teams, he doesn't turn it over and Ole Miss is a ranked team, then I think he's got a chance to win it. I mean, right now, if you if you sort of surveyed the field, I know we're only halfway through the season, a lot can happen over the next five, six weeks. But if you surveyed the field, I'm a Heisman voter. He would certainly be one of my top three right now. If I, if I were voting for the Heisman Trophy, I haven't studied it hard enough because I think it's sort of, you know, I know we all love Heisman polls. Sure. Everybody does. Everybody does them. But it's um, early. I mean, we're still three weeks yeah. early. Yeah. What if, what if uh, I mean, let, let's say someone from Georgia just absolutely, I, mean, I don't, I throw Stetson Bennett out there, but let's say somebody from Georgia or the running back, White, just absolutely tears it up down the stretch and they're unbeaten. Then he probably jumps into that race. You know, so we don't know. But I think I think if Matt continues to play at the level he's played at and puts up the numbers he puts he has put up and Ole Miss is sitting there at the end of the season with at least nine wins, I'd be very surprised if he's not in New York City as one of the finalists. You've been around Lane. How happy is Lane here? Uh, I think he's happy. I think he likes the fact that uh, he's he's sort of settled in. Ole Miss, Oxford's a small place. That, that football is important to the people there. You know, there's a long-standing, deep tradition, uh, generations of people that are Ole Miss fans. I think he, th- I think he gets a kick out of that. Lane is the antithesis of a Southerner, but I think he has sort of fit in with a lot of people there. And, uh, you know, I, I know people look at him and say, well, he's, he's only going to be there long enough until he gets this job or gets that job. Well, I, you know, in my conversations with with him that's never really come up i can tell you this neil he could have had the arkansas job and much preferred the old miss job yeah i mean he's told me that himself um so you know i, I think he sees old miss and you know, a lot of people don't go to old miss and, and they sort of see it from afar they don't see the facilities i mean the manning complex is outstanding you know you can recruit to that um the fan support again the tradition i know there's they've got to do you know they're going to do some work or work in some plant or in the works for a stadium, that type of thing. But, uh, no, I think he's happy. And here's my thing. Where is he going to go? I mean, he's not going back to USC. All right. That's not going to happen. I mean, I guess if, uh, you know, I think Ozron is probably going to be out of LSU, you know, would he be a, a candidate there? I would think he probably would. I don't know where on the list he would be, but I don't think he's going to go somewhere just to go. You know, I, I, he's not going to, He's not going to leave Ole Miss and take a lateral type job. I don't. It's because he's not unhappy there. He likes his boss, Keith Carter. Has been great, you know. And, he, and Lane will tell you over and over again. He says, "Hey, there weren't a lot of people that were willing to stick their neck out and give me a shot, but Keith Carter and the Ole Miss administration were." He said that means something to you that you don't ever forget that kind of thing. So I think those are things that he thinks about. 
But you know what? If LSU were to call him at the end of the year and say, hey, you're our guy, I think a lot of people are going to listen to that. You yeah. Know? And I'm not saying that's going to happen. Um, you know, it, domino effect, you know, James Franklin goes to, say, USC. You know, or Jimbo Fisher goes to LSU. Texas A&M, say, calls Lane. Well, I think you got to listen to that. But, again, I don't think you're going to see him just go somewhere to be going somewhere else because he feels like he's got to get out of Ole Miss because I think he likes what he's building there and he likes the fact that he's gotten the support he wanted. And I think he genuinely likes living there. What do you think happens at LSU? And just here in the next few weeks, can, can Ed make it to the end of the year? I mean, he's obviously not going to make it to next season at this point. I guess it depends on who they think they have on staff that could step in. You know, are we talking six games? Are we talking one or two games? You know, if there's someone they think that could sort of get them through to the end of the year, I think that probably would be a big factor in that. And, you know, if, if, if I always hate firing, you know, if I'm an, an, an AD or a president or whatever, I always hated firing people during the middle of the season. Unless, unless they just completely lost their football team and you've got guys out there getting in trouble on social media saying stuff and it just becomes sort of an embarrassment for the university, then I think you make the move. But, you know, we've got six games to go. You know, if it looks, Neil, in the next two games that they're just getting crushed and they've just certainly, you know, packed it up, then I, I think you'll probably see them make a move. But I, I guarantee you, Scott Woodward is smart enough and savvy enough. He's already checked in with people. He's checked with the agents. He's checked with people in the industry to see who might be ready to make a move because – I think that, and we can sit here all day and debate this, I think LSU is one of the top five or six jobs in college football. I really do. It's hard to argue that, right? Because the last three coaches who've coached there, including the one who's under fire right now, have won national titles. I mean, that's it's difficult to make the argument against it. The one thing about that job that's interesting is that it can also it's it can also be one of the five or six jobs in the country that chew you up and spit you out the fastest. And Ed, or- Ed Orgeron's experiencing that right now. Yeah, no, it is. And a lot, but you can say that about a lot of them. Sure. But, and, and really, I mean, Ohio State, Bama, there's a lot of those type jobs. And you, LSU, it's it's the school in that state. You know, it's sort of the pro team, LSU. I know the Saints, but it's from a college version. It's a pro team. Great talent. Great talent in that state. You're close to Houston uh, where there's terrific football players over in that area. And you can go in there and recruit. And uh, great facilities, great tradition. Game day experience is as good as you're, you're going to find in college football there at Tiger Stadium when they've got it rolling. I did, you know, I, I understand, I agree with you that it can be overbearing at a place like LSU. But, you know, at the elite places in college football, you can really say that just about everywhere. Hey, I, hey um, Chris, I, to, to, that, to, to your point, uh, Chase here was watching uh, the beginnings of Hey Coach, the, Alabama, the Nick Saban show. <laughs> Nick Saban, who's won like what twelve of the last six national championships or something, um, and they're they're on there complaining about maybe he's spending too much time on Geico commercials and not enough time on the defense. Well, Matt, yeah, imagine that. I mean, and, and you know, he jo- he has joked with me in the past, uh, and Spurrier's talked about it. He said that I I, I told Nick he was going to coach until he was, you know, seventy or eighty something, and. And, and Spurrier says, he said, well, if I ever lose three games around uh, around here, he said, I don't know if they'll want me to coach anymore. And Spurrier's like, I think he was kidding, but I'm not sure if he was or not. <laughs> but, you know, at some point, 
as great as Nick is, at some point they're going to have a season where they lose two or three games. You know, and, and those, I think you're right. I think the Alabama fans are so used to winning at such a high level. And, and I, I, I dare say this, Neil, in our lifetime, I don't know that we'll ever see another run like this. No, I don't think so. And by the way, Will Murphy in our chat is correcting me. It's not Geico, it's Aflac. Aflac, it's, it's that's the right. Duck. The duck. I, I apologize to everyone involved, including uh, Coach Saban and everyone in the head coach never, never mind, he filmed those commercials like back in June. It's not like he's <laughs> filming them while they're getting ready to play a football game. But, uh, but hey, that's just, you know what? It, it, look, hey, look at Clemson. Let Clemson lose another one this year. Yeah. Okay. I know. God forbid they were lose to South Carolina in the season. You know, you think there'll be some restlessness there in Clemson if, if he loses another game or two this year? Dabo Sweeney, the kind of run he's had, it's like that everywhere. And that's why, you know, if you're secure enough in your skin, like a Nick Saban, like a, you know, like a lot of guys who've done it at a high level, you know, you don't really pay attention to what's going on. You sort of keep your, you know, your, your, your Front windshield kind of guy. You're not really worried about the rearview mirror, and that's sort of the way Saban's been. And, and I think it's uh, he's a rarity, Neil. Not many can can do that. But uh, I uh, college football's gotten so with the salaries that coaches are being paid now, and the amounts of money that schools are spending for facilities, uh, for stadiums, it's it's just astronomical. I mean, the money. If if we could count up all the money over the last five to six years that schools have spent for coaches not to coach yeah, on buyouts, yep. I mean, that tells you right there how much schools are making, the kind of money they're generating with their college football programs that people can spend 12 and 15 and $20 million to send coaches packing. So I, I'm never surprised by any amount of pressure or, or any fan base that's unreasonable because it's like that all across the country. How likely do you think it is for Alabama to lose again the regular season? You know what? I'd say because of the way they lost to A&M, that that probably wasn't good for the rest of the teams they're going to play. Because if you know Nick Saban, you know, they will be ready to go. I don't think – they're not going to – nobody else is going to catch them – maybe the way any of them caught them because they got beat in the line of scrimmage and it rarely does that happen to a saving team, you know, and I think that's, that's where you'll see the rest of the way them really sort of flex their muscles. But I wouldn't say it's out of the realm of possibility because when I was there a few weeks ago and talked to him, it was pretty obvious to me that he felt like that, that something like this could happen. They just weren't good enough when you lose the kind of players they lost. I mean, how many guys do they have starting right now in the NFL that were on that team last year? Five or six? Yeah, I mean, it's it's. we talked about this the week that Ole Miss was getting ready to play, I and mean, it's like half of the offense from a year ago is starting in the NFL yeah. right now. You, you just don't lose that kind of personnel. And I'd have, I don't care if you're Nick Saban or who you are and have some kind of drop-off. So, so yeah, to answer your question, yeah, if they, if they have a game where they turn it over, you know, then I think there's – but I just think the fact that the way they lost, they're going to be so dialed in. That's going to be difficult for everybody to beat him. Now, I'm talking about regular season. I'm not talking about the SEC championship game. I've seen both those teams, Georgia and Alabama, and Georgia's a better football team. Uh, they're just they're better on defense. They're good up front in the offensive line. They've got a couple running backs who are really, really good. Now, I know everybody's going to say, can they win everybody against everybody they play with Stetson Bennett? I guess we're going to find out because I think Neil, it's his show until there's a reason not to play him. 
He's played well so far. Speaking of quarterbacks, and I'm going to get to the the Kiffin leaving Tennessee thing in a minute because I, I read a story in the Tennessee in today. You were quoted in it. It was absolutely fascinating. Um, we're watching Arch Manning in here, and you might imagine there's the the two subjects that come up the most here uh, in well the three subjects that get mentioned the most in Oxford are Lane Kiffin. Can Matt Corral win the Heisman, and where's Arch going to go? I know you're in those circles where you talk to people. Do you do you get a sense on where his recruitment is headed? No, because that family is just so unlike most families that would be going through that type of recruitment. You know, they're just – it's – and I think he's – I think he's soaking it all in, and, and he's one of those kids that because of who his uncles are and who his granddad – is that he's sort of seen this. He's had an up-close view of the whole recruiting process and the hoopla. I just don't think he's into that, Neil. I think he's, he's going to go where I think he feels like he's going to have – he's big on structure, huge on structure, because that's you – know, the Mannings are like that, you know, Peyton and Eli and Archie, uh, and, and where he feels like he's going to be happiest on the field, off the field, and and be coached and developed at a really high level. And – you know, it's it's the same schools, Georgia, Ole Miss, Alabama, Texas. I mean, I, everybody I've talked to at all those schools that are recruiting him all sort of mention each other. I think they feel like that. And I don't think – I think the kid's down to earth enough and savvy enough that I don't think he's really tipped his hand to anybody. I mean, if you go to Georgia and talk to the people around that program, well, yeah, we got a good chance. You go to Ole Miss, yeah, I think, we think we're pretty good. Alabama, same way. Texas, the same way. You know, the, the one of those four schools, you got two coaches that are offensive minded guys or offensive background, you know, Lane at Ole Miss or Keeson at Texas. And then you got other two who are defensive guys, Kirby at George, Georgia and, and Nick at Alabama. Uh, so, you know, how does that play in? You know, I don't know. I know that, uh, you know, you look at Peyton and Eli, they both went places where there were offensive coaches. You know, David Cutcliffe at Ole Miss, Philip Fulmer at uh, at Tennessee. So, you know, does that play into it? I just think those are things to content, consider. But I'll tell you this about the Manning family. Uh, they will be as exhaustive as you possibly can be at checking everything out and making sure everything is exactly the way, you know, that, that Arch wants it. And I think ultimately it will be Arch's decision. I really don't think Cooper – or, or Archie, I talked to Archie about it when I was there, and he says, listen, Chris, he said, I'm going to be granddaddy in this process. He said, and that's right where I should be. He said, if he comes to me and he wants to ask me about any of these coaches in these schools, I'm here, I'll be honest with him. He said, but I'm not going to be out there in the middle of this. He said, nor should I be. Yeah, no, it's the kid's call. I mean, it's the kid that's got to go to the practices and the workouts and all that stuff, not anybody else. Um, I want to ask you about the night Lane Kiffin left Knoxville because it was a fascinating story today. I've feel like I've covered my share of craziness. Uh, I covered, I was in Auburn the day that Terry Bowden quit in October of 98. Uh, I was in Oxford the day that Hugh Freeze got fired in July of 17. Is that right? Mm, Yeah, July of 17. You were covering Tennessee, I think, for the Tennessee, and if I remember correctly, back when um, Lane Kiffin was um, the Tennessee coach and he left for USC. What do you remember about that day, about that night? Yeah, actually, I was already ESPN when that happened. Oh, you were already there. Okay, I guess I'd been there what two, two and a half years. I apologize. Yeah, but you were there. That's okay. But I was, I was, I had been there. You know, I'd covered 
the Vols for 10 years with Tennessee and up until, <clears throat> I guess, 07. So, yeah, I was still very close to that program. Um, you know, it's, for, it's, it's hard to believe that's been 12 years ago, first of all. I mean, 12 years. You look at those pictures of Lane, man. He looks like he's 20 years old. Yeah, he does. When he was at Tennessee. Um, I'd heard that night, somebody called me, and, and I think we reported about the same time most people did that he was out. And I I was, like, probably in shorts and a T-shirt, and I went and dressed. I mean, you look at me, and I, I, pull, I like to put a pullover, like some pullover, because that would have been, what, in was cold, so it would have probably been in late December, early January. Um, I just remember putting a, pull, a pullover and, and getting in my car and driving over campus. And and then I was hearing that he was going to have a press conference. And I think I even texted him and said, you know, are you going to do a press conference or texted Jimmy? I can't remember. I just remember thinking, there's no way he's going to do a press conference. Well, he did. And it was, so we're over there and then we get a word. Yeah, he does want to speak to the media. So I'm, I'm even then I'm thinking that's sort of odd that because that just never happens. And to Lane's credit, and I've talked to him about this numerous times since that night. You know, he just felt like he owed it to the media and the fans to say, listen, you know, this wasn't planned. This USC, if anywhere else but USC, excuse me, I probably wouldn't be going. You know, I, you guys took a chance on me. I'm sorry it's, ha- you know, it's happened so quickly that I'm leaving. I just think you wanted to say that, even though that was unconventional for any coach to do that. But Lane's unconventional. I mean, that's, that's just sort of who he is. But to get in that room and just see the circus that ensued, man, that was crazy. People were yelling. And and I think Adam Sparks is the one that wrote the story today for the Knoxville paper. And he called me earlier this week, and he said, you know, I was watching that whole thing over and over again. He said, you never said a word. And I said, honestly, you know, the reason I didn't is because I knew somebody was probably rolling tape. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't going to say anything. I've been doing it long enough, thankfully, at that point, that I wasn't going to become part of the story. And – a lot of people in that room that night did who were in the media, you know, screaming things, hollering things, fighting. And, and the funny thing is Lane's like down the hall waiting to come in. And he told me after, he's like, oh, you know, what's, what's all that screaming? Well, I actually sent Lane the video earlier this week. And because uh, I don't know that he'd ever watched it in its entirety. He'd seen some snippets of it. And I think even now, 12 years later, he even gets a kick out of how, how crazy and uh, what a circus it had so, it was. It was pretty wild. Uh, you know, it's one of, the, one of the crazier things. And then after the fact, I go outside and there's all these drunk students running around and you know, hollering and burning mattresses and yeah. whooping it up. And, and, and Lane's sitting up in his office. He's got the TV on, watching the TV because the, the – all the affiliates in Knoxville were there on site, you know, filming all this. He said, he said, I'm like, I'm sitting in my office like you're watching this and you're in the middle of this like reality show and it's all outside your office and you're watching it on television. I think he finally went home that night at, or that morning, like at two or three in the morning when they finally took him home. He wanted to come into the room and what he wanted to do was, I guess, kind of for a moment, have kind of an off the record Right. Deal right. where he told you guys, hey, here's here's what happened. And then he was yeah. going to go on the record. And the one guy that was back there, I think from Louisville, Kentucky, he said, no, I'm, everything is on the record and I want to film it and I'm, I'm not going to budge. And frankly, the legendary Bud Ford argued with him for, I don't know, it sounded like an hour or so. 
about how well, it's were, all going to go yeah, down. There were people getting on phones that were like, it's like sports directors. My memory of it, sports directors were calling their bosses and saying, "Hey, this guy, you know, are we gonna are we gonna go with him? Are we gonna?" And it just got to be where it was just back and forth. And but and, and Bud was like, "All right, you know, you're you're wasting time. You're it's burning daylight." You know, Lane, yeah, Lane, Lane just wanted. Sorry, guys, listen. This is how it went down. This is why I'm leaving. Blah blah blah. And didn't want to be on film saying that. And then on tape, wanted to read basically a very short, concise. Yeah, I think my all my and which he ended up doing. Thank you, Tennessee. Was, you know, uh, I, I appreciate all the support here. Blah blah blah, and then just go. Um, and then there were people in the media that didn't want that to happen. They wanted just everything he said. They wanted to be on t on camera, and uh, I, you know, I, I actually was able to. I think I reached back out to him later that night. But uh, I mean, I, I guess I see both sides of it. I don't know. It it, it just became. It became the kind of thing here. We are 12 years later talking about it. I guess another 10 years from now, they'll still be talking about it. And I just kept thinking, though, Neil, to myself, don't say anything. <laughs> just just sit here and, and good call. it'll eventually play out. But I knew I knew someone was rolling tape on it. And the other thing is, is it, is it started to get really heated and people were yelling things. I think a couple of people yelled stuff about Lane in the media, sort of unprofessional, you know, you and I are about the same age, and, and we grew up in a, in a world of journalism when you never thrust yourself into being part of the story, right? You just never became part of the story. And I just kept telling myself that. You don't say anything, you know, just just keep your mouth shut and report the story. And that's that's sort of where I was that night. But it is funny as I look back on it. I saw Bud Ford uh, this week. I had to go over there for something and. And uh, he, I said, well, Bud, it's your, 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 your 10 or 15 minutes of fame or is, is cropped back up. He said, oh, I know. I've already seen it. Somebody's already called me about it. <laughs> and I said, man, I said, you, you worked in Tennessee for 40 years, and you'll always be remembered for that, those 10 or 15 minutes. He said, yeah, I know. But it's, uh, it was a crazy night. And there, there were a lot of people in the room that night that um, they're still around Knoxville. Brent Hubs, I think Brent Brent was in the room that night. Um, yeah, because he made the message board post that goes, "Guys, yeah. it's true," and that's become yeah. like, <laughs> that's John, become John like a Bryce, running joke John on that Bryce side. Was in yeah. the room that night. Uh, Mike Strange, who's recently retired from the New Sentinel, was in the room that night. Jimmy Hyams, who still on the still does the talk show here in Knoxville, was was in the room that night. John Adams, Bob, Kess, Bob was, Kessley was in the room. He's yeah. the play by play voice for Tennessee. Um. Yeah, uh, Mark Packer, one of the TV guys, is still on TV here in Knoxville. So a lot of the people that were there that night, I think, um, and, and several that have gone on elsewhere, you know, to 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 report and be, uh, you know, write for different publications. But it was a it was a night to remember, man. We 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 they should they should do a movie on that or like a little movie like on on the Lane's last last night at Tennessee, you know, and just sort of all the craziness that, that uh, ensued that night. But it was, um, in my memory of it, it, I think maybe it had snowed a little bit. There was some snow on the ground. I just remember being really cold when we went outside. And there were players, there were actually players outside the building who were mad. Some of them, I think, probably had, had a few pops. Um, you know, because Lane wanted to talk to the players too, Neil. And there, there was there were some pretty upset guys there in the room, 
yeah, he before had, he came to talk to the media. Because he had it going at the time. I mean, they were they were recruiting at a really high level. Well, and there was some there was some belief that that he was the guy to finally get them back to. Because remember, he was the first year after Fulmer. Fulmer, you know, when he got fired in 08, the year before 07, Tennessee was in the SEC championship game. Which is still hard to believe, you know. They were they they were in it and and really should have won the game. That's the year LSU won the national title, and Tennessee throws a pick six in that game that completely turns the game around. And LSU wins, and then Fulmer has a really bad year the next year, and they fire him, and they bring in Lane, and, and Lane that year beats Georgia to death, beat Steve Spurrier and South Carolina, and played Alabama. I mean, Terrence Cody blocks that field goal. They're lined up to kick field goal to beat Alabama down there. And he blocks it. So I think fans sort of saw, all right, here's a guy who's brash, who's willing to go nose-to-nose with Urban Meyer and Nick Saban. He's our guy. And then, bam, he's gone. So, yeah, there were a lot of people upset about that, fans and players. Hey, last thing, and then I'll, re- I'll let you go out and really appreciate all the time you've given us. What, what, do you, what do you expect Tuesday I mean, Tuesday night? What do you expect Saturday night with Ole Miss and Tennessee? Um, I would advise people to loosen up their necks, go to the chiropractor, the massage, the masseuse the day before the game, because I think there's going to be a lot of back and forth. I think both teams will score a ton of points, and I don't know that either defense can stop the other one, Neil. I do think with Evans, if he's out, that maybe gives a little bit of the edge to Ole Miss, but it might come down to who can get a stop or two in the fourth quarter or who doesn't turn the football over. And, and, and Lane mentioned this. I heard a clip today. I wasn't on it, but I heard a clip from the, the coach's teleconference, and he's dead on about this. Everybody looks at what he runs and what Hypel runs and thinks, all right, these are these finesse offense that throw it 60 times a game. Well, both these teams can run the football. And it may come down to if Tennessee can run it well enough to keep Matt Corral off the field and maybe give him one or two fewer possessions. If they can do that, then they'll have a good chance to win this game. If they don't, and their running game's not as productive as it has been the last few weeks, then I think Ole Miss will win this game. Chris, as always, man, it's great to catch up with you. Uh, good talking to you earlier in the week, so thanks for giving me some time. I really appreciate it. You bet, Neil. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Chris Lowe, ESPN.com. I've known Chris since I was covering Auburn and he was covering Tennessee. We're, we are old men. Wait a minute. We are yeah. old men now. We are old. It was Chris. So th- I'll give you <laughs> how old. Andy Staples was covering Florida. Chris was covering Tennessee. I was covering uh, Auburn. Uh, like Glenn Gilbo was covering LSU. We were all in this email chain together because back then you had no to, text, just email. Email. Yeah. Back then you had to do uh, notebooks on Sunday. Typically, almost every beat writer did around the league. So you get them from everybody else. Get and so we would just send each other everything. I had so much stuff. Joe Person was covering South Carolina. We had so much stuff that you would just use it over the course of the week. I would even like to flesh out my Auburn notebook. It would have to be like 26 inches or something. And I'd have 23 inches and I'd be like, Let's see. I can find an LSU note that I can kind of bury right here because Auburn plays LSU in two weeks. That's three inches. Good. I'm done. And it was stuff like that. I mean, it was all all of us were in that together. 
So we all kind of, I think, I think without even saying it out loud, there's almost like a little fraternity. I, I We're, we're going to stay on this topic. I promise we're going to football, but I can't believe this was said. So I'm getting texts. There's a story, I guess, the Daily Journal and somewhere else. Brad Bohannon, the head coach at University of Alabama for baseball. He uh, is quoted, again, somewhere, I don't know where it was, with this. Okay. He says, first, by saying the competitive integrity across college baseball is kind of a joke. That's how he starts. And again, everybody knows this. Nobody really says it out loud, though. No coach ever really goes into this in detail at all. What's the context of this? Is he just... Was he asked about something? He or? was asked about he he's been fairly vocal about Alabama's disadvantages over the last months. Okay. And at some point that came into well, what about state? They don't have scholar you know what I mean? Like it brought Mississippi State into focus. Okay. So then the rest of the quote after kind of a joke. We're at an incredible disadvantage with our scholarship situation, and the NIL is making it even more frustrating. You look at Mississippi State winning the national championship last year. I mean, basically, if you have a heartbeat, you can get in-state tuition there because there's basically no reason to go to Starkville unless it's for sports. <laughs> you look at Vanderbilt, and they dish out financial aid to baseball players like they're Skittles. You look at Arkansas, who put together a great team last year. There are nine states they get in-state tuition at, at the University of Arkansas. So you can start doing the math on it. We're playing against teams that almost have twice the scholarship dollars that we do. Well, he's not Someone wrong. Someone said it out loud. I mean, he's not wrong. No. I, I don't even know that I have a comment. I just read it and went, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good luck when he goes to Starkville for the three-game <laughs> series. <laughs> I mean, nobody in Fayetteville is going to be offended by that. Um People in Nashville might get a little salty, but not much. But Starkville, yeah, it's no, going to get I, ugly, buddy. <laughs> Everybody in Fayetteville is going to be like, yeah, that's kind of the whole point of what we do, right? I mean, yeah, yeah exactly. But Starkville's not going to like that. Yeah, that's going to be it. <laughs> the the left, left field lounge is not going to take that kindly. No, it's not. Be a Alabama's left fielder just went, son of a bitch. <laughs> God, what was the part about Starkville again? Because <laughs> that's great. Uh, it is a dump. He said, uh, "You look at Mississippi State winning the national championship last year. I mean, basically, if you have a heartbeat, you can get in-state tuition there because there's basically no reason to go to Starkville unless it's their sports." I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's always been a little bit of a jerk, anyway. I mean, it's kind of who Bohannon is, but. I mean, he's not completely wrong. I mean, now, Tuscaloosa's not exactly heaven on earth, but. No, Tuscaloosa's, frankly, Tuscaloosa's bad. It's a lower half. Oh, yeah. Town in the league. Oh, for sure. I mean, I could name SEC towns I like better than Tuscaloosa quickly. And Starkville's better than it used to be, but they just don't have a lot to work yeah, with. They're Oxford, kind of Nashville, Columbia, both Columbias, frankly. Uh, it's harder to do what's worse. I mean, frankly, it's easier to do what's worse. Fayetteville, Lexington. The only one that. Auburn. Frankly, the only one that's for sure kind of in the running for me, I don't like Gainesville. No, but I like it better oh. than Starkville. Yeah, 
I mean, the if you told me, probably the worst one. Yeah. But I, depending on what you're doing, I could argue that Tuscaloosa is worse than Starkville. Depending on what I'm going into town for and the whole deal, I can make the argument. Justin, if you had a snake on your front porch and you didn't get it, you owe it. You owe it to your neighborhood to burn it down. Right now. Because the snake is almost, there's no question about it, the snake is deadly. All right, people want to call. Lamona's is completely diffused and just sort of said some nice things and moved on. Lamonis <laughs> did. Yeah, he he didn't he did not re-engage. <laughs> he did not take that bait. No. All right, let's see. Uh all right, there's the number. Six six two two five nine zero nine nine one. Again, thanks to Chris Lowe for his time on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. He was good. Austin is big. It's like Nashville. I'm like you can't put that in the same conversation. It's a different type type of deal. Yeah. And Norman's just a college town, but it's pretty close to OKC. Yeah, what, 45 minutes? No, no, like 20 minutes. Oh, 20, 20 25 close? minutes, okay. yeah. Uh, no, it's not It's not considered arson if you burn a neighborhood down because of your, you're destroying a snake. You don't yeah. think so? No, 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 no. It's a public service. Oh. Get reimbursed. I think this is Bubba. Hey, hey, hey Bubba, what's up? Hey, boys, how y'all doing? Bubba, we're good. You getting ready for the big trip? I'm sitting here with Daddy. Dogs are going crazy. We're sitting here, been drinking, what, about two hours, Daddy? Yeah, that's right. How you others doing? Hey, Daddy, what's up? Oh, not a whole lot. How you, what do you think? Dog, hey, him dog. What do you think anyway, about? Sorry, boys. What do y'all think about this. the game? You got, you got Ole Miss and Tennessee here in about 48 hours. Uh, I tell you what, say it, Daddy. You've been saying it all night. Is it Devall's back? Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, so sorry. We've got the puppy here, and he's playing with Biscuit, Daddy's dog, and they're losing their mind. So, hold on. But anyway, uh, we're going to call you boys tomorrow after the game. Well, Saturday. Saturday. Don't call tomorrow. Yeah, if you call, yeah. if you call tomorrow, it's gonna. If, if you go to the game tomorrow, you're gonna be disappointed. They're not gonna get. They're not gonna get started. Tennessee might win tomorrow, then, Daddy, because they ain't gonna win on Saturday. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I saw something on the board. I tell you what, a book nailed by you with with uh, Coach O, Nut, and Hugh Freeze. I'd be about the greatest book ever if you'd write it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll work on that, uh, Bubba. I, I can't imagine that I can make that happen, but I'll, I'll inquire. All right, we'll, we'll call you on the car from Neyland. Daddy, be you want to say anything? No. All right. be, he'll be crying. He'll be asleep. I'll wake him up. <laughs> All right, oh, y'all, yeah. y'all be careful. Y'all have All fun, right, Bubba. Y'all boys have a good night. All right, bye-bye. Take care, fellas. Message board saying, yeah, um, I know people can see me. Hey, caller, hang on real quick. We're going to let Chase figure out what he wants to say here. Hang on, then we'll get to you. 
I keep getting asked who the extra offensive players are that are out this week, um, this weekend. We obviously don't exactly get that information or whatever. Um, there's a rumor going around that it's Chase Rogers. Do I know that? No, but if I'm going to get asked every five minutes through tomorrow, I mean, Neil's going to take over at like 8 a.m. tomorrow no, and not. spend his Friday let on me, Let me tell you what I'm stuff. not going to do tomorrow. I am so, Lane Kiffin could call me and give me the injury report, and I'm not sure I'd trust it at this point. You out? Yeah, I'm out. I'm out on injuries for a week. So potentially that's where it is. I mean, that's a that's a. I mean, Casey Kelly is getting more healthy, but that's a that's yeah. a problem. Is Wolf available? He wasn't last week. I don't know. Oh, I got. Okay. Hey, caller, who do we have? Hey guys, it's Lone Star. Hey what's Lone up? Star, what's up? Well, I'm calling you from Iowa. Oh, land of the land of milk and honey. How's everybody doing there? And, Pretty exciting, huh? Well, no, no one's asked me if it's heaven yet. Is are you in heaven? <laughs> no, I'm in Iowa. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured I'd give you guys a report. There's not really a whole lot of buzz up here about the Ole Miss Tennessee game, but. Uh, yeah, no, it's a it's a pretty nice state, Neil. You're going to enjoy coming up here for the Iowa game. Oh, I can't wait. We're going to kick the hell out of Purdue. So, are you Saturday. in? Are, are you in Iowa City? No, I'm in Des Moines. Okay. Okay. Des Moines, where the S's are silent, but the town is what's what's the rest of it? The S's are silent, but the town is loud. Really? Yeah. That's the thing. But yeah, the city the, the city is electric, but the the S's are silent. Something like that. Okay. I know it's a, it's a pretty hopping place. That's what I hear. Uh, I hear Des Moines actually pretty cool. Yeah, no, they got the they got a nice river area, good bar scene, nice food, good restaurants. Yeah, so, I mean, honestly, it's a beautiful Capitol building as well. The baseball stadium's right there on the on the river, right? Um, you know, I haven't seen it. There's a Wells Fargo Arena. Okay, um, but I haven't seen the baseball stadium yet. I'm just up here for work. Oh, okay, where are you from originally? Uh, I'm from Texas. Okay. So a little off my range. Yeah, okay. Well, what are they saying about the Hawkeyes? We're going to win the whole damn thing? Dude, I've, I've seen a whole lot of Iowa gear. Not a whole lot of Iowa State gear, but and it's all fresh, too. Tag's still on. <laughs> That's how people are, man. If you're winning, everybody loves you. Beat Penn State, and all of a sudden, if you're a uh, if you're selling sports memorabilia, you're counting your dollar bills. Yeah, for sure. Iowa State, a, a year ago, was in the mix and now they've lost some games and everybody's off the wagon. That's a, that's, that's fandom. Well, my question for you guys is do you think everybody in, uh, in Mississippi has got their cardiologist on schedule for next week? Cause I think Tennessee and Ole Miss is going to be another boat race. Uh, I would, I would think you're foolish if you're not prepared for another cardiac arrest, very similar to the one last Saturday. Um, I'm sure that everybody's hopeful that it's a little calmer than that, but if you're at this point, if you're not expecting that and preparing for that, it's on you. Yep, well, don't disagree. Well, listen, big fan, guys, and uh, I'll have a beer in Iowa for you and tell them to look out for you next year. Hey, tell, them, yeah, tell them I'll be there. Thanks, Lone Star. All right, see you guys. Yeah, I'm seeing multiple things. Des Moines, the S's are silent. Silent, our attraction scream. Um, yeah. But the city is buzzing. Here's, they use both those. Yeah. City is buzzing. S's are silent, but the city is buzzing. There you go. Okay. Sounds good. So Arch's team hadn't scored. Is that right? They didn't, I mean, just from what I've watched, they've been getting a little dominated. 
You saying he's overrated? Overrated. Saying that he had a hell of a play earlier where he moved he around did have for a like hell of a 20, play. Minute, 20 seconds. Did you see the release it, on the yeah, throw? And the yeah. kid dropped the ball or didn't catch it. Yeah. Hey, who do we have? Liza. Liza? Lila. Hey, Lila. How are you, sweetie? What's going on? I'm good. Nothing really has been going on that much. How's school? It's good. Hey, Lila, I want to make sure I'm spelling your name correctly. Is it L-Y-L-A or how do you spell it? L-Y-L-A. Okay, I got it right. Okay. Uh, what do you think about the uh, the Ole Miss-Tennessee game this weekend? Are you excited? Uh-huh. Who do you think is going to win? Ole Miss. Okay. You're pretty confident then. How, how, what's the, what, what do you think the score is going to be? Uh, 100 oh. to zero. Wow. So you like the over and Ole Miss minus three, and you're big on the money line. Uh, that's – a hundred to zero, that would be that would be quite an upset. I mean that would be that'd be shocking. There'd be a lot of people talking about that. Um What are your plans for the weekend? How you, where, where are you gonna watch the game? Are you going to you're not going to Knoxville, are you? Um, for the weekend I think I might just watch the game. My sister has a band competition, but I'm staying home because I don't wanna go. I'm just staying with my grandparents. Oh, okay. Um, anything else you want to get any advice for chase or anything for, for his weekend or, um, you like chase's shirt today? Whose shirt do you like better? Chase's or mine? Probably yours. Yeah, I think so too. Mine's prettier. Yeah, mine is kind of pretty. Yeah. Well, Hey Lila, thanks for the call. We really appreciate it. You got to say bye. Bye. Bye, Lila. 100 to nothing. Uh, well, I mean, that would, that'll get some headlines on Sunday. <laughs> that would that'll absolutely. I like, if, if 100 to nothing, I like Corral's Heisman chances on the oh, do you really? on the, on the tail end of that. For if sure. Ole Miss shuts out Tennessee on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Some things happen. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> hey, who do we have? This is Rodney. Hey, Rodney, what's up? Uh, not much. Uh, the game I've been dreading for about a month now, about to be here, and I still don't feel good about this game. Why have you dreaded this one? Uh, well, I got a bunch of Tennessee people I know down here, and they they used to torture me back in the 90s and early 2000s, and I just didn't – been thinking we might lose this game. I mean, not at the beginning of the year, but here lately, the last couple of weeks. But I know they ain't played nobody, but the way they're moving the ball and scoring. And uh, I don't know. I just ain't got a good feel. I, I think what it is, I think the home field advantage this year come back strong. And I supposed to have a good crowd up there this weekend. So I'm a little nervous about all that. Well, I do think crowds have made a difference this year. I, I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, you can see that around the country. There's there's a lot of fans are there, and they're excited, and it makes a lot of noise, and it's harder to communicate on the offensive end. There's no but question the thing about, about it. it uh, everybody calling for a shootout, saying it's going to be a shootout, and it very well may be, but 
I just, I mean, I don't, I hope we can. I hope we can score on them at will. And they seem like, I think we'll have some penalties and stuff, you know, dealing with the crowd. And I, I think our defense is going to have to play better, which I know they can. And when, if it's like a 38-31 type game, Ole Miss, I, can, I think we can do that. Anything over 40, no way. Uh-uh. So, if, uh-uh. so if Ole Miss wins, are you going to give them hell? And you're going to you're going to fight back from uh, the, the two decades of torment there? Well, you're damn right. I always give them hell. I gave them hell in '14. I gave them hell in uh, I guess that's the last time we beat them, man. Last time he played. Yeah, I thought they beat us in ten. You won in nine and fourteen. Yeah. I can't remember the last time we won up there, though. That's what I was trying to think. Nineteen eighty-three. Oh my God! I was five years old. No wonder I can't remember. Uh, yeah, lost I eight straight up we can there. win up there. But I just want to win and move on to the next week because the next week Lane will be together like a a job interview for LSU, which that's all right. If he goes to LSU, we can just promote Levy. Everything's be all right. Yeah, but uh, I don't. I don't think the whole lane to. Um, I don't think the whole lane to LSU thing has as many legs as some of the people want to believe that it does. That's just. That's just my opinion. Well, I, I hope you're right. Maybe it won't. Maybe it ain't. Now, Neil, I gotta, I gotta call you out a little bit now. Okay. Now, come on, Neil. I mean, I'll. I mean, I, now don't get me wrong. I love defense more than I do the offense. But if that quarterback did get knocked out the other day, they would have got beat. I mean, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a merry Christmas. I mean, I mean, what does that mean, Rodney? We knocked their quarterback out because we are a tenacious defense, and that's what we do. I mean, oh, their quarterback, God. their quarterback got hurt. I mean, they're good. Yeah, I mean, they're they're, I mean, fer- they're ferocious. Fourteen. Um, I mean, at this point, the, both the coaches and the Associated Press say they're the second-best team in the country. Who am I to argue with that collection of minds, Rodney? Oh, my God. No, come on. You know better than that. I mean, Rodney, I, I'm looking at the polls, and every single one of them says Iowa, number two. I'm not smart enough to be an AP voter at this point in my life. You and have so to trust the expert. I have to trust the people who were paid to do this, and they all say what, number two. What do polls mean? I mean, what do they mean? I'm sorry? I mean, what the polls mean anyway. I mean, they had uh, Arkansas 13 and us 17 last week. Well, and then they were decided by one play and one point. So I would say they're pretty (laughs) close, right? I mean, so there you go. And this week, you know, Ole Miss wins and Arkansas loses by one point, and they just switch them in the polls. Ole Miss is now 13 and Arkansas 17. So, I mean, it it appears that they know exactly what they're doing. So that tells me that I was right now the second best team in the country. Can I ask uh or this is a question for both of y'all. This is getting back serious again. Um I was talking to some of my whole Miss buddies today and they was talking about they were can't wait to see how bad Mississippi State gets beat Saturday. And I was telling them they better hope somehow, some way we could they could be Alabama to help us. Do y'all not agree? I mean, Neil's been peddling that all day that everybody's ought to root for State to to beat Alabama this weekend. And I mean, I hate State too. I I, I hate. I mean, my favorite thing is Ole Miss. My second favorite is whoever's playing 
state except for this week. Well, look, here's the deal, right? You, let's 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 say for a minute that Ole Miss beats uh, Tennessee on Saturday, and that Ole Miss beats LSU next Saturday. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna go to Auburn on October the 30th, and people are gonna start to be talking about the SEC championship, the SEC West. You need Alabama to lose. You don't. Absolutely. You don't get to play Alabama again. That's just the way the rules work. Ole Miss won't get to play Alabama again in the in, in the regular season. Bless you. Ole Miss won't get to play them. So you've already you've already lost your chance to beat Alabama. So now Texas A and M is beating them. You need someone else to beat them. So absolutely. And then man. at the at the end of the year, you get to play Mississippi State. So you you can control that still. So yes, you absolutely. If you're an Ole Miss fan. Maybe it's going to make church less fun on Sunday or whatever. But, yes, if you're an Ole Miss fan, you absolutely want Mississippi State to beat Alabama. There's no question about that. I, I'm surprised that anybody's even arguing this point. Well, I told them that people need a quick looking. I mean, I know they're our rival, but look past them and look to the bigger picture, especially this year. But uh, I don't know. Some people just got that hatred, I guess. Go Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I hate the Cardinals, but if the Cardinals winning can help the Cubs, I'm I'm in. Yeah. Well, y'all have a yeah, that, that's, that's it for me this week. All right, Rodney. Thanks for the call. Appreciate you. I'll call you Saturday night. We All look right. forward to it. All right. Bye. That was Rodney. Kind of a voice of wisdom, except for the part about Iowa. Dodgers and Giants first inning. Chris Bryant playing center field tonight. He's played third base, first base, and center field in this series. Oh. In this series. One on, one out. Hey, who do we have? Hey, guys. It's Vibin' Reb. Hey, Vibin'. What's up, man? Nothing much. Just got done grilling a steak. About to eat it. How y'all doing? Uh, tell me about the steak. I usually I, – I go with Sony's. Salt, pepper, actually, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of basic compared to how people, you know, season and cook steak. A steak should be basic. Uh, it should be salt, pepper, maybe a little garlic. That's about it. Yeah, I salt, mean, pepper, keep, keep maybe pretty... maybe a little garlic powder or some Tony's. Tony's is good. I, I mean, as a Louisiana boy, I, I like Tony's on damn near everything. But <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I I grew up basically as close to Louisiana as you could be in Mississippi. And yeah, that's just, I think that's just me being around Tony's all my life. I just like to throw it on, yeah. you know, anything you can grill. I mean, pretty much anything, um, right? Like eggs or uh salad or oh, hell, everything, chicken, everything. I'm telling you, man, it's, it's a delicacy down there. Like they, I, all my friends, you know, after, after, South Mississippi from like New Orleans and Chalmette. I was I didn't even know what Tony's was growing up, and then I started hanging out with them, and I was like, "Oh my god, you can throw this on anything!" Yeah, it's 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 pretty much everything. Uh, so yeah. what's what's going on? And by the way, stay stay in where you are right now because your 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 signal kind of goes in and out. But it was pretty good there just the last few seconds. Okay, you got me now. Yep. Yeah, we're good yep. right now. You're good now. Okay, um, Neil, I. I couldn't remember if you said that. I thought you did. Did you finally watch that Malice at the Palace, Doc? I did. 
I did. It was really man, good. How I got, good I, was I, that? It was so good. I told Carson, man, you got to watch this. I don't think he's had an opportunity to watch it yet, but I told him he would really enjoy it. It's it's uh, my sympathy for Jermaine O'Neal was just overwhelming. Oh, I, I was sick for him. for him. I was too. I think it ruined his career. And look, I mean, I remember Jermaine O'Neal growing up, starting to watch the NBA, but I didn't realize just kind of how focused. I mean, look, they're professional athletes; they're all competitors, but that dude clearly you can tell even now was just zoned in on being one of the he wanted to be one of the best NBA players to ever do it yeah and they were going to win a championship they were going to win a title they absolutely were going to win a title and then it just went to hell that night and the more that you watched it the more that you realized it was not their fault really I mean yeah Ron Artest completely overreacted but if security had been around and could have handled it, it would never have happened. It was a total failure on so many levels, and it was sickening to watch as you watched it unfold. And you see these guys say, no one ever watched the whole film, and David Stern never talked to them. And Yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of heartbreaking. David Stern in kind of a negative light, the way he went back only on the players. Because, look, if we're keeping this real, the way that crowd acted – I mean, because I was a little surprised because the way I remember it, that wasn't even the first cup that was thrown on him. I think the same guy threw another cup and missed, and I don't think they put that in there because, I mean, I've watched that fight, like, I mean, dozens of times. Well, what was interesting, yeah, what was interesting to me, I didn't mean to cut you off, but the part that was super interesting to me that I did not realize was that game was a blowout, and so the fans who had season tickets kind of in the lower bowl had left. And so the the cheap seats who were drunk, they had they, come, they, came they had matriculated down into the lower bowl, and then that happened, and then all hell broke loose. I love how Reggie Miller was like the one to point it out. He was like, "Yeah, we were kicking their ass." So all the season ticket holders who were usually there just left, and then all the drunk people just started casually moving down. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's it's crazy. The, the funniest thing to me of that whole thing is um, it's two things. It's it's the fan that Jermaine O'Neal almost killed. Yeah. He probably would have killed him if he didn't slip. If if y'all if people listening haven't watched that fight yet, just Jermaine O'Neal absolutely clocks this guy, and he slipped. If he wouldn't have slipped, he may have knocked him unconscious. But and the second thing was Ron Artest. And this just tells you how crazy he was, and, and maybe so. And, look, I feel for him. I, I knew he had mental issues. It sounds like he actually, you know, he's one of those athletes that just grew up having, you know, anxiety, depression issues. Like, they kind of fleshed that out in the doc. But after the fight, he goes to the locker room, and he, I, I think he was asking, he asked Reggie Jackson, he was like, do you think we're going to get in trouble for this? Yeah. And they said Jermaine O'Neal just lost it. Yeah, went went after him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, man, I'm like, yeah. That's that's one of the best sports docs I've watched probably since the last dance. It, even for those who aren't NBA fans, I'm just like, if you know, you grew up being a sports fan, you should watch it because it actually it's got a really good like human element to it. I think, and it kind of paints the players as more than just 
millionaires that dribble a ball or whatever. But uh, yeah, I did want to ask Chase. Chase, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are we for Sunday night? What are we talking about? Succession. Uh, we're pretty pumped. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, it's been so long that I actually need to go back and watch a little of season two just to get a, I, I know they do like the, Hey, last time on, but just getting, getting refreshed a little bit where, where we ended. Um, it, it's one of the few ones where I feel like we've got a chance for season three to be the best season yet. And that's usually not the case when you, even, even in the HBO stuff, getting into that point, but no, it's. It's it's the best show on television right now, and it's probably close to getting into my top three or four shows I've I've ever watched. It's, I mean, I've been a huge HBO fan for about the past ten or so years. It's Sopranos is obviously number one, um, but G- Game of Thrones for a while was up there. But it, it's, it's just two seasons. Take. It's gotten. It's my huh? hot take on Sopranos. Is there's no doubt it's a great television series. I'm, this is all relative, but it gets so much credit for being the first one. I feel like that yeah. when I go back and rewatch or when I've seen it, there are arcs in it that are frankly kind of boring. It gets a little long at times. It's it sort of it, it, it loses me a little bit at certain points of that. I, I don't feel like it's as I don't feel like it's as clean as Breaking Bad, and maybe not as even as clean as maybe even Mad Men. Yeah, I just started Mad Men, but I can tell you with The Sopranos, um, I had to stop it. I, I took breaks from watching it for the first time two separate times. There was one time that it's a very dark show, and I just kind of was like, I kind of probably need to mentally check out from this. And then the other time was it did kind of get boring. But Succession, it's it's up there with probably one of the greatest dramas I've ever watched. I, I'm very excited for Sunday. Um, I, ever since Game of Thrones ended, I, you know, HBO, when they're in certain seasons, they do that big Sunday night TV show thing. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's been Succession, and then it's been Barry. I love Barry. I don't know if y'all have ever watched I that. Seen it's that, got no hater in it. Yeah, I yeah, watched it's, Barry. It's, okay. Yeah. yeah, it's good. But um, the thing is, they're not. I don't even think they're close to airing season three because of COVID, so. I'm excited, though. I just wanted to get your opinion on it because I know you like it. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys. All Talk right. to you all later. Appreciate you. Let's see. I need to put the phone line back up. There it is. So what do you think about the Dodgers using an opener in this game? Canable starting, he's going to. It feels throw a little weird first. for Game Five, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I'm not crazy about it. Do you have a problem with them in general? Um, I don't have a problem with an occasional bullpen day where someone has to be the opener because someone has to throw the first inning. But I'm not crazy about the idea of an opener. The West Wing is held up pretty well. Give it credit, really has, especially yeah. the Sorkin seasons. Yeah, agreed. Hey, who do we have? Hey, y'all. It's Mark. Hey, Mark. What's up? How you doing? I'm good. In Knoxville. Yeah. What's going on in in, 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 in Washington? What's going on in the big city? Uh, I'm heading there now. I'm just south of Lexington. Oh, okay. You, that's what, you got a, a golf. You got a golf date in the morning, right? Yeah, I'm playing. Uh, no, afternoon, one fifty. I think our tee time is. You're all Bull pumped up for Saturday, Saturday, obviously. 
I'm sorry? I said you're all pumped up for Saturday night, I assume. Uh, <laughs> I'm rooting for all Miss. Put up 60 on Mizzou. Put up 45 because, on South Carolina. here's the thing. The fan base <laughs> has made Mizzou and South Carolina out to be the 2001 Hurricanes and the 2004 USC Trojans. And they've already printed T-shirts about Josh Heupel, like he's Steve Spurrier. Like, pump the brakes, man. I mean, I get it. You all are hungry for a thing. And I'm happy for the town that it's going to be a finally a kind of a big game atmosphere there for however many years. But, my God, they just never – just. Ugh. I can't take it. What's going to make you We're get back, it. like, kind of, like, really into this? Like, what do, they, what do they have to do? I said if they land Walter Nolan, I'll put a foot back in the water. Oh, that's going to be expensive. I mean, that's going to be a hard uh, Yeah, a hard I mean, get. I don't know. But he is, he's, he is in, he's playing football <laughs> in East Tennessee now, and we got Rodney Garner on the staff. Oh, that's team. true. I mean, it's connecting the dots. You're two-thirds of the way there. I mean <laughs> – but how do you cheat when you're being investigated by the NCAA on your own volition? That's why I checked out. I'd have been back in the fold. Even if Pruitt had come back this year, I'd have been okay with it. It goes bad earlier, or the floor game is ugly, and you pop them and run a real coaching search. But after what they did, I was just done. But I'll, I think the game's going to be fun Saturday night. A lot of fun. Yeah, I think it is, too. It's going to be a huge crowd. Uh, they're doing the whole checkerboard thing. It's going to be great weather. It's going to feel like football weather. Temperatures around fifty and, and dropping a little bit. And yeah, it's awesome. I mean, and I another reason why I can't stand that fan base is there's a certain amount of imbeciles in it that still blame Lane Kiffin for all, all our troubles. And I'm like, that's a stretch. A coach left twelve years ago. If you want to get real about it. The thing really went downhill when Phil Fulmer choked his ass off in the 2001 SEC championship game and therefore led to the reign of terror that is Nick Saban. Because if they beat LSU in Atlanta, they play Miami in the, for the national championship. Well, along those lines, Miami. along those right. lines in 2003, if, if Jonathan Nichols just makes a couple of field goals, Nick Saban doesn't win a title at LSU. Maybe he never leaves. Maybe Alabama doesn't happen. I mean, you get into the – you sort of get into the uh, Stephen King eleven twenty two sixty three line here, where you know change one thing and Oswalt's not in the nest and he doesn't fire the shot and Kennedy lives and who knows what happens, right? I mean, Phil Fulmer killed the program twice. You ask me. Decides to go on a three year victory lap after being named the AD instead of minding the store and doing what he sold all of us on, and he was going to mentor his young, hothead, aggressive, inexperienced head coach, decided to do a three-year victory lap, and Pruitt ran wild. So what Tony Basilio say about me today? Uh, he, I'm confronting he, him tomorrow. He, he just talked about how negative you are. He uh, he said that you weren't you weren't sold on the Vols, that you were you were pretty negative about about Heupel, about Vol Nation, about all of it. You just you weren't buying in at the, the the way that that Tony would like for you to buy in? Heifel's probably fine. I just don't see how you win there when, especially if this thing stretches two recruiting cycles. What, are you going to bat a 1,000 in the transfer portal? Never going to happen. When, thing ever going to be relevant? No. I'll wait for the next coaching search. 
Well, hey, well, good Mar- luck on yeah. Saturday, fellas. Be careful driving. Thank you, brother. Okay, bye. Drew Brees to Miami, it would change everything. I know. Houston Nutt would have won two SEC West titles at Ole Miss. At Ole Miss. Might still be here today. Hey. <laughs> Instead of 50, be back-to-back. <laughs> Atlanta. I don't know that I'd still be here today. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know how much longer I could have put up with that. He leaves, just go and go and <laughs> Yeah, go he just and goes go and go. goes and goes. I might be covering Iowa today. <laughs> Why are we wearing a Giants hat? Chris Bryant. I have loyalty to Chris. But you didn't wear like a Yankees hat when they had ex-Cubs on them. I don't have one, but I have a Yankees jersey I wore it a couple of times. Oh, did you really? I did. Okay. We named the damn dog Rizzo, for God's sake. <laughs> okay. That's- hey, who do we have? <laughs> hey, what's up, fellas? This is uh, Coach Mazzone, uh long-time listener, first-time subscriber this week. Excellent promo that you're running. Oh, good. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, fellas. Um, with, the, uh, with, the, with the spirit kind of biting the dust, I was – was wondering if you've uh, kind of contemplated what, you know, if things had to end for you all, uh, you know, what does that look like, right? I think I'm sure <laughs> the way it ended for those guys, uh, I'm not sure if anyone could have uh, really imagined that. I just didn't know, you know, serious but not serious, kind of like, what's it, you know, y'all, y'all are uh, Batman and Robin. Uh, so, if, you know, is this like the dream job for y'all or is there something else, you know, in your future? Y'all ever talked about that stuff? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've, I mean, I don't know that we've talked about it. I mean, I've I've always thought about what I might do next and things of that nature. And um, I'll be completely honest with you. I've invested so much. He's going back to law school. That's what <laughs> I, I've invested so much um, energy and sweat equity and, and all of that into this that it'd be kind of hard for me to leave it if you're on, if I'm being honest and, and, I don't know. I don't know where I could go to replace it. Um, there were some times the first two or three years that I was here that there were some opportunities, and um, I didn't go because the timing wasn't right. You know, I, I don't. I don't know how many people know this. We moved here. I started here in March of '08, mm-hmm. and um, we sold our house in uh, Memorial Day weekend of '08. And uh, Laura and the kids got here in July of '08, and Laura started her job on. Uh, Monday on a Monday in Ju- July of 08 and on that Friday her mother uh, in Birmingham had a brain aneurysm and died that day and um oh same year was it same really? yeah same week and um wow we just you know at that point the kids were so little Carson was not two yet and um my my parents were here and and we had help and and um you know leaving was just not not an option. I almost left before we even sold the house in Spanish Fort. I mean, I talked to someone actually in Knoxville and thought about it and, you know, but I didn't do it. I just thought that'd be too traumatic for everybody. And, um, you know, the, the, the girls were excited about Oxford. The girls were, I guess Campbell was seven. Caroline was five and, 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 um, you know, it just they were excited about moving to Oxford and and being near their grandparents and and all that stuff, and so we just didn't happen. And I mean, I've said this to a lot of people. I mean, it was kind of it was weird for 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 us because uh, it was the job was super hard, but it was it was awesome to 
to be here and we had family and you know we didn't have any family in mobile and or anything like that and it was kind of cool to to have family and to have help and um you know and obviously Laura was was really depressed when when her mother passed away unexpectedly and so that was a that was a hard time and by that by the time we got to a place where I was like should I look around should I do something different we'd kind of established some roots here and the kids were happy and Caroline was in a a dance company that she loved and and um you know how it is. I mean, you just kind of, for a while, you just do things for your kids. And 13 years later or whatever it is, we're still here. And I mean, I, it's, I mean, it's home. I mean, you know, the, 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 the I think the, the kids would be, even though the girls don't go to school here, I think they'd be heartbroken if we left. So it would, it would take a hell of an offer for me to leave. That, that, yeah. I mean, to your point, what you've built is a brand kind of built around now, not, not not rivals, you know that sort of thing. It's around you, around Chase, right? And yeah, so, you know, yeah, I think theorizing, so. you know, if one of y'all leave, then it's man, it's a hit to the brand at that point. Well, you know, I mean, I, I think Ch- Chase would be fine, and I mean, I, and I would be fine, but yeah, I mean, there is definitely a brand, and we've been together for I don't it's know twelve May of oh nine, twelve and a half years. I don't, I'd have to sit down and do the math on how what what that is, but basically the whole time, I mean, I did, I did, I did one. One year and two months, essentially, by myself, um, and then covering everything locally. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. Um, it was. <laughs> I mean, nuts. it was. It, it was nuts, it, and you know, and I mean, I it was, it you was, didn't realize that going in, did you? No, no, no. That no. it was going to be just baseball, basketball, football, and, this, and this. all the recruiting and 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 taking pictures and loading photo galleries and <laughs> learning HTML back then when you had to put the little things in between every paragraph when yeah. you're writing your story. It was nuts. Oh, it was I was going to say media. Media was a lot more difficult to you know to operate back then than it is now. Uh, yeah, but you know the. This sounds really selfish. What I'm about to say, uh, Chase knows probably what I'm about to say. The, the the best thing that happened to us from a business standpoint was the pandemic. Because it forced us, it forced us to uh, to adapt, to grow, to figure it out. Um, you know, because we. We didn't know. Hey, it was it was March, and suddenly baseball season was canceled uh, quickly, and spring football was canceled, and uh, there was a lot of talk that there wasn't going to be a twenty twenty football season, and it was okay. Well, how the hell do we survive? And we're going to have to come up with something, and we're going to have to think about it like right damn now. And I think we did better at that than most people. And um, so, to your point, when you got into this, I mean, you're a journalist. Um, but now you, I would argue that you're more of an entrepreneur than a journalist, right? Yeah. And so, like, for sure. Did you ever envision that for yourself? No. Um, or yeah. <laughs> no. Um, you know, it's funny. Um, you're exactly right, and I hate for this to all be about me. Chase, feel free to chime in anytime you want to. Um, our middle child, Caroline, who's a freshman in college, she's a hustler. Um, she she does a lot of our helps with our video stuff with MPW Digital and she asked for for Christmas about a year and a half ago or whenever it was I, I lose track she asked for a spray tan machine and um, at first I thought God do you really want to be that tan and it had nothing to do with her tan so she's at at Arkansas and she's got a um, Instagram page spray tans by Cairo and you have to book it wow. You have to book it, and so I, I was laughing at it this week. Actually, I just cracked up because Arkansas has a home game against um, Auburn on Saturday, 
And then apparently next week's a big party week, like, you know, swaps or formals or whatever the hell. I don't know. Uh, and uh, so she's got a thing. Hey, you want to get a spray tan for the, uh, for the Auburn game or for the parties next week? You need to make an appointment. And she's booked, man. Like uh, the weekend, <laughs> a couple of weekends ago, uh, all the all the kids there were getting ready to go down to Dallas for the Texas A&M-Arkansas game in Dallas, which is a huge think, – uh, think Ole Miss-LSU road trip, okay? Ole Miss kids all go down mm-hmm. to LSU for that road trip. Well, all the Arkansas kids go to Dallas for the A&M trip. And, man, she was booked up. Like She made like $500 – on the Thursday night before wow. everybody left to go down to Dallas. And I was like, where did you get that? And then I started thinking, I'm like, well, she might have gotten it for me because, I, you know, for me, it was more like figure out how to survive. For her, it's like, I'm going to figure out how to make money. And that's just kind of what she is. She's just kind of a hustler. And uh, I guess I've discovered that about myself that I, I I had no idea in my 30s that that's kind of the way I was. Well, wired. I mean, it's everything. I mean, it's the way the podcast grew, and frankly, I don't know if even today we've completely figured out how to scale it correctly because it's so much bigger than we realized when we started doing this. Yeah. We started putting these plans in place. I mean, I was pl- was playing golf today, and a buddy was like, "Yeah, but it's like the podcast your thing," and I kind of laughed and I say this all the time. I don't know. I was like, I don't know if we're a website with a podcast or a podcast with a website anymore. I was like, I can't really figure out what's <laughs> what, 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 what's one well, thing and what's not. I mean, it all just kind of runs together. You'll you'll figure that out once uh, once you look at the books, right? Where, where's the revenue coming yeah, from? Yeah, podcast I mean, or the books or the, or the site. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean the podcast deals. Got- podcast deals been a game changer uh, for both of us from a from a revenue standpoint, from a money standpoint, from a what we can do in our lives standpoint. And, and you know, it's kind of still some things we're kind of figuring out. Like I was having a conversation with someone today who was talking about, you know, maybe getting use, you know, using our feed to, um, to spread his podcast. Cause he was kind of starting to discover, you know, what, what he wants to do or whatever with something that's kind of taken off. And I mean, it's, I still sort of feel like we're in the wild, wild west a little bit, where you're you're you, you haven't exactly established um, territory. You're just kind of figuring it out. Yeah, you have an established audience now, though. Have you? I'm curious. I know early on you're leaning on Jay Tate for some of the uh, YouTube stuff, but have you kind of as you started grown a little bit into the podcast, YouTube? Have you leaned on anyone, mentor kind of relationship to like, hey, you know, this is kind of what we did and following that model, or uh, to your point, kind of wild, wild west. We get called a lot. A lot of people, I think, I do think we've become a, a model site, although a lot of the people that, that call us like, hey, how did y'all do that? They don't really want, they're not really comfortable with, with, uh, selling, selling. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. I mean, they don't, they don't want to, they don't want to do that part of it. There's, mm, there's a lot but of, but are that. you, are you leaning on anyone else to, to kind of scale and grow what you're doing? Uh, not really. I talk to some people and I know Chase talks to some people and we, we kind of, frankly, we're at the point where it's not really about talking to other podcasters as much as talking to other business people. It's yeah. trying to figure out like what to do right, just right. from a straight business standpoint. I mean, you know, cause Jay set up a lot of this stuff and we've been found ways to kind of help it a little bit along the way, but now it's just don't touch the damn stuff. I mean, it's, it's from a straight podcast technology standpoint, it kind of is what it is right now. You know, and Jay doesn't do a lot of the stuff that Jay doesn't do a lot of the daily stuff that we do. Now, Jay, be perfectly honest here, since you're having this conversation, Jay makes a ton more money off YouTube than we make. 
Like Jay will do his post game show uh, super chats. Jay makes a ton of money. I mean, it is insane. Uh, he makes twelve, thirteen hundred dollars a show on super chats. Yeah. Um, while we're talking this conversation, please hit the like button. <laughs> the like button's free. It doesn't cost you a thing. Please subscribe if you're watching this and you're not a subscriber. Hit the subscribe button. Um, that helps us with uh, trending and all of those things, which makes it easier for people to find and stuff that we're still kind of... It's good to the algorithm. Yeah, we're still learning about algorithms and stuff. Chase is probably a little ahead of me on that. I'm I'm, I'm catching up. Um, but yeah, it's uh, we're still... We're still kind of figuring out how you do some of that stuff, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that's great, man. Well, I don't want to keep you too long. Enjoy chatting, and uh, obviously love what you do. Keep it up, and uh, go Reps. Thanks. Hey, thanks for the call. It's really nice. Thank you. Look at Chris Bryant beating out an infield single. Still zip, zip. Just such a a beautiful player. One on, one out, sparkly. He is so sparkly. Who do you hate on the Giants? Lestella? No, I love Lestella. Oh, you do? Lestella's a former Cub. Played on the 16th team. Was he on that team? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was the one in the dugout when, after David Ross hit the home run, and he came up and said, I just hit a home run in Game 7 of the World Series. They was talking to Tommy Lestella. I don't really hate the Giants. I probably would have hated them if they'd ruined 2016, (laughs) but... I hated Will Clark for the longest time because of what happened in 89, and then we were in in this stadium standing on the field, and Will Clark, I guess, found out we were from Mississippi, and he came over and talked to us. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh. And he was, was super nice. So you want the Giants to win tonight? Yeah, I want the Giants to win. I, I want Chris Bryant to – I want him to win. I, for whatever reason, I just will always be a – a Chris Bryant fan. If if the Dodgers win the night, I'll be a big Braves fan next week. If the Giants win, I'll be a mild Giants fan. I'm cool. I mean, I, I like Atlanta. I, I like Freddie Freeman. I like that team. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they're very they're very likable. I mean, a pretty cool story with the injuries and different things on the sure. year. I mean, the way they've been able to hold it together. Well, yeah. If you told me the day Acuna that Acuna went down, that hey, they're going to be in the NLCS, I'd be like, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you'd have him winning the division at yeah, that point. I'd like was... be like, dude, let it go. You're, it's over. It also shows you the way Major League Baseball is today. It, it's not as star-driven as it was in the it's past. Team. It's like there's all this talk in Chicago right now about should the Cubs give Carlos Correa the huge contract? And the fan the answer, no, the fan answer is, oh hell yeah, but the real answer is probably not. I mean, the Braves have a shot at the World Series, Will, because they only have to win four games to do it. At this point, anybody can sure. win once you're in the tournament. However, in saying that, both these teams are cl- are, are clearly the better team. Yeah, both of these teams are better than the Braves over 162 games. But seven. But over seven? Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. Probably, but maybe not. Hey, who do we have? Hey, who's this? It's Matt from Oxford. Hey, Hi, Matt, Matt. What's up, man? How are y'all guys? Good. Hey, uh, Neil or Chase, you may know more about it. I don't know. Neil, um, I picked up the tomahawk today. I was actually out of town and wasn't able to get one from LB's. Okay. 
but uh, I picked one up. Um, That's a complicated cook, Matt. Didn't really go as well as I wanted it to. No, Give it's, me some pointers. I do have an in, in, uh, an internal thermometer that can stay in it, and I bring a little box in the house that tells me what the internal is all yeah. the time. How thick is Give it? Give me some pointers. Mm, it's pretty thick. Yeah, it's every that, bit of three inches, uh, two and a half to three inches. So, all right, different people have different thoughts on this, and Chase probably does too. This is some people do the reverse sear on this, where you cook it slow in the oven and get it to a certain point internally, and then you sear it on both sides. You can sear it on both sides and then get it off the hot and into a lower heat and let it basically roast. It's just super hard to do it on a grill unless you sous vide it. I think you can cast iron it. I do well, too. Yeah, I, I think I would cast iron it. Where you where you sear it on the sear cast the hell iron out of it and, and then put, it, put in it in the oven. Yeah. yeah. Put the whole cast iron skillet in the oven. Yeah, and then you just get it to and the... And so where I'm scared to do that is, is I have never sous vide one ever. And now, that's a now, and, and, and let me of meat to try it on. Well, and, and let me interrupt you and tell you that I don't think that a a a tomahawk is the best thing for a sous vide. I don't. Um, sous vide yeah. is best with a strip, a fillet, um, any meat that that has kind of some marbling and fat in it. I, I I'm not crazy about a sous vide. Yeah, and when you said the three inches, I started to say that's what she said, but I was just trying to be a better person. And Tyler, Tyler <laughs> Fitch, Tyler Fitch did it for me, and he's right. I, I wasted an opportunity. Um, I, I think Chase is right. I really do. I think Chase is right. I think it's you, uh, you, you sear it with uh, the the butter and the garlic, mm-hmm. and and you do that and get it get it seared on both sides. Put it in the oven with the with the uh in in this in the cast iron get it to the desired temp get it out let it rest six seven eight minutes and you're probably good to go it's a really complicated piece of meat to cook all right so one one more question on that hey by the way matt Corey Corey says cover the bone with foil when in the oven and i bet that's a i bet that's a good a good tip so the internal thermometer that I have that I use on my grill, is it safe to use it in an oven? I don't know why it wouldn't be. Probably would be, yeah. If it's good for your grill, I mean. It's going to be mean, the, same, the same heat, the same, yeah. you know, yeah. three If anything, it won't be as hot because, be I mean, yeah, because then, I mean, a grill will be, shit, I mean, I'll, I'll do a steak at 600, I mean. Sure. So, yeah, no, you're yeah, good. right, right. And even when you close all the airflow up on the big green egg, like if you had it up to 700 degrees, when you close the airflow up, it's, it's still 500 degrees for a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, your oven, yeah, right. yeah, it'll be fine in the oven. All right, so if it burns down, I get to blame it on you, Neil. Sure. Is that right? 100%. Sure. It's absolutely blame it on Chase. You're absolutely right. <laughs> on Chase. That's it. Guys, thank you for all you do. Absolutely. All right. Good luck. Take care. Take care. I've done – a tomahawk where it turned out great. You've had a bad one? Not, it wasn't bad because it's still good, but it was like the closer you got to the bone, the more the meat was kind of raw, and oh, you were like, really? yeah, I just didn't do this right. It's not easy. Cole's right. If you're cooking for a bunch of people, a sous vide is game, oh, you get to, total yeah, game yeah, changer. Yeah. Total game changer.
Yeah, we got uh, fall weather coming. Is it? Yeah, it's going to cool off uh, dramatic. I think it's going to rain here some tomorrow, and then it was a little warm today. And then yeah, it was kind of hot. And then in Knoxville, they're expecting rain early Saturday, getting out and turning into a beautiful day in uh, in Knoxville. Low on Saturday night in Knoxville is forty four degrees. Hey, who do we have? Hey, it's Cole. Hey, Cole, what's up, man? Not much. I, I just realized this. So Madonna's first album came out July 27th, 1983. Okay. And I was born July 21st, 1983, six days before Madonna's first album. So, so, so you, you are, you are, are pre-Madonna. a pre-Madonna. I'm pre-Madonna. Just, <laughs> not just barely. About six days. Wow. I'm pre-Madonna. You're almost a Madonna, but you're actually a pre-Madonna. Pre-Madonna. Just just. <laughs> Just about, I just cut it. <laughs> yep. What do we yeah, do? Just, what, what, just there. What do we do in the sous vide? What's the favorite? So I used to like to do salmon in it, but salmon is just so good seared. It's, yeah. it's, it's a cast not iron. Trying to do the sous vide in it. Yeah. Oh, salmon! What you do is you get the cedar plank, get the plank hot, turn it over, put the salmon on the on the. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, uh, cedar plank makes salmon almost impossible to mess up. Yeah, like and makes it so good. Great. So good. And, uh, you know, uh, there's – every once in a while you get these uh, cedar plank salmon that are already on the plank that just make it stupid easy. I mean, the fish isn't that fantastic, but um, it's it'll uh, it'll work. Um, but, yeah, um, uh, the other thing cooking that I've, that I've done recently, and, and Greg Jones turned me on to this, he said to take the ribeye sausage and uh, cut it out of the casing and use it to make sloppy joes. And oh. holy crap, that's oh. good. Oh, I bet. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. Have you had the? Have you, like have, it's it's it's. A, yeah. Have you had the lamb sausage from LB's? No, I don't think so. So I think so. I'm thinking out loud. If you took. Half lamb, half ribeye, cut them out of the casing and made sloppy joes. I think it would be out of this world. Yeah. Does the lamb sausage have the, uh, I call it uh, Jordan hair, because um, I can never, the, I used to call it gardenia until I, until I heard. Jardinara? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, does it have that, uh, that in it? Because that stuff's fantastic. Yeah, no, it, 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 it doesn't have that in it. He, he hasn't put that in, in a handful of, of his sausages lately, and that stuff is yeah. freaking fantastic. Like We used to keep jars yeah. of that around because I would put it on damn near everything. Yeah, it's awesome. And those sausages he made with it were fantastic, so we need to pressure him to do that again. Yeah, we do. Yeah. He's He's trying to do a chili sausage this weekend. Like with, ah, cool. with like kidney beans and stuff oh, like really? that. Yeah. And I'm fascinated to see how that turns out. I don't doubt when Greg comes up with an idea, sometimes I'm like, that's not going to work. And then he does it and I'm like, it worked. So I'm no longer <laughs> questioning. But the, so you think we can get a chili sausage this weekend? Yeah, I okay. think so. I think they're going to, they were going to give it a go uh, today, tomorrow. I lose okay. track of when I talk to him. <laughs> well, good deal. Well, you guys have a good night. Absolutely All right, Cole. Cole. Thanks for the call. Got it. Still no score. Yep, still no score. Apparently, Newman has taken the lead. I see from the. Oh, is that right? Yeah. 
Someone stream said that. You wanting to watch Newman? I don't care. Okay. Fine. Is there a football game tonight? Uh, yeah. Remember Bucks and Eagles? Yeah, it's not on. No, th- th- if we don't have, if it's not ESPN, we're pretty useless over here. We got to. I thought it was on out. Peacock. It's not on Peacock either. No, that's a Sunday night game. Oh, okay. That's why I'm concerned. We keep having this problem. You keep thinking it's the Saturday night game and the Thursday yeah, night game. Yeah, this this game. has been a week, man. It's been a week. Hey, who do we have? Hey, Neil. This is Michael from Caledonia. Hey, Michael. What's up? How's it going, guys? We're good. How are you? Uh, fine. Thank you. Uh, I want I want to say to Chase, if if y'all got like thirty seconds, sure. I, I want to. Payment compliment, Chase. Dude, uh, this was a long time ago. Uh, You know, whatever. I don't know if it was a year ago or less. But you interviewed the jurisprudence uh, doctor, Mister Scruggs, and we did that. Yeah, it was amazing. And and I'm listening to it, and I'm like, Chase, did (laughs) I'm thinking. Did you drive by their house one night and see a claim and break the door down and save everybody from peril? Or, you know, he was so comfortable chatting with you. Did did his daughter uh, think, okay, I'm going to leave and go to the Baja Peninsula with this guy that uh, – modifies Harley Davidson's and does tattoos. I, I was having these humorous moments because I was so amazed at how comfortable he was with you. And, and the whole point of this elongated thing is I, I thought, Chase, that was an incredible piece of media slash journalism. I wrote it one time. I don't know if you saw it because all that stuff scrolls so fast. But that was incredible it, how comfortable he was chatting with you. And I just want, I, I didn't want to leave this earth without telling you how impressed I was with that. And I love the way Mr. Scruggs ended the thing. He said, and I'm paraphrasing for sure, uh, the, the idea of Alabama playing on Miz for a scrimmage or a practice game to get ready to, uh, to be prepared to win a championship doesn't work for me. And I, you know, and it was on the heels of the five, six year persecution testify with immunity and all that kind of nonsense. You know, it, it, I just thought the way the whole thing and the way it ended was perfection and chase. Huh? I have, gotten through my lifetime with telling you that that that, that was the reason i called well, i hope you have a lot of life left there um you know the irony of that 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 interview is that and neil remember this too the connection wasn't great and there's lots of times that somebody would top t- stop talking and you were trying really hard not to talk over the other person because it yeah, wasn't synced yeah, up very yeah. well with uh so yeah we were but, all on a zoom right we were all on a zoom yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that was it so, but I appreciate it. But yeah, it was anyway, Chase. It, it it's not what I was expecting from a guy who was a multi whatever and been in prison and all. That comfort level was totally shocking to me. That you had him and he had you, 
and y'all are both comfortable with it. It was a beautiful thing to witness. And, and, and again, now I've told you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Appreciate you calling. Thank you, Michael. All right, bye. It's most times you've been called beautiful in your life, probably, huh? Yeah. Oh, shoot. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. What's the score in the Eagles game? Do you know? Uh, I can find out. I guess I've got control right here. 21-7 bucks. Oh, okay. Is that on NFL Network? It is, yes. Okay. Not going well for the Eagles at home. I'm not... I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts. Oh, no. And I, I don't mean that to be critical of, of him. He's, he's a better quarterback than I'll ever be. But Well, when you say sold, I mean, he's not going to win a championship. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, it just... It's spinning your wheels a little bit, it feels like. Well, it's kind of like the... How many NFL quarterbacks are championship quarterbacks? And it's just such a small damn number. I mean, barring crazy good defenses, 10 tops. I oh, mean, you think it's even that big? I mean... I mean, you could be right. I'd have yeah. to. Th- I'd have to really think about it. Oh, the NFL game is also on Amazon, oh. and we've got Amazon. So let me see if I can figure that out. Carson set all this up for me, so I, I assume he set up Amazon, but I don't see it. Yeah, prime video right there. Left. Oh, there it is. Uh, Dax, thank you for the super chat. Says going to Charleston this weekend. Never been before. Any suggestions? Love you guys. I've never been to Charleston. It's a place I've always wanted to go. Yeah, I know nothing about that. Maybe people can stream can help you out. Always wanted to go there. Got to sign in to Amazon. I'll I'll have it for next time. How about that? That'd be all right. Get you set up. You're not missing much, I don't think. Were any of the college games any good? Memphis was playing Navy. And then South Alabama was beating the crap out of Georgia Southern, okay. I think. That was it. Yeah, it's 37-11 to 11, South Alabama over uh, Georgia Southern. Late third. Memphis leading uh, Navy 35-17. to 17, Late third. Yeah, we'll turn on. I'll... Coach Womack will turn him on. You know, why not? Having a good night. Yeah, I mean, Corey's right. Talking about Hurts. He's accurate, smart, make all the throws, cannon, charisma, yet I don't watch him and go, he's an NFL championship quarterback. I just don't. Was that about Hurts or Corral? Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, Ben, thank you for the fire stick. It was awesome. I think Corral's a franchise quarterback in the NFL. Let me make that perfectly clear. I think Matt Matt is a championship NFL quarterback. He can throw a deep ball that there aren't six guys in the NFL that can throw. Um, the ghost 
Has not visited lately. Uh, Bobblefish wanted to know if the ghost had visited lately. She has not. I'm glad. She's only visited a couple of times in this house. Nobody believes me. Everybody comes up with all these explanations for why it's not a ghost, and I'm just telling you it's a damn ghost. You think it's a ghost? I know it's a ghost. Not a a dream? No. Apparition? It's a ghost. Our TVs will just turn on out of the blue. Really? Yes. TV in the living room will just turn on out of the blue. Like where? All of them? No, just the one in the living room. I'll be at home by myself with no TVs on, and I'll walk into that room and the TV's turned on. That's a little weird. Yeah, it's weird. So what do you think it is? The ghost watching television. Okay, what do you think it is? The ghost watching television. Okay. I mean, what else would you think it was? Anything but a ghost watching television. Like what? You have a short in a wire somewhere? No. Oh, How do you know? Oh, I, I don't know, but you think... Think Rizzo's turning it on himself? Be bumping into something. Something. I, mean, I guess it's conceivable. Uh, no, no Xbox. Hunter says Matt Corral will be a Pittsburgh Steeler. I think that's a solid bet. Hmm. Uh, Tyler says, "What era do you think she's from? Like nineteen twenties? She's like a flapper. Flapper." 1920s, wearing the little dress. The- oh, she's kind of dressed up. Yeah. Kind of a, a fluffy dress, yeah. How old would you say she is? 70s. Oh, her physical appearance is in the 70s? Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, it wasn't hot or anything. She was kind of old for me. So she was born like 1860? I mean, I haven't asked her when she was born, but it's conceivable, yeah. Okay. No, the channel doesn't turn. The TV just comes on. Yeah. Detroit's a real possibility, I think. I got. I hate to break it to you. And I'm hoping for Matt's sake that it's not Detroit. He needs it doesn't to, feel... He needs to do an Eli Manning and just go, I'm not going there. When was this house built? Laura's <laughs> laughing at us now. Um, this house was built... 2006? She got on top of me and she told me she just wants to have fun. I'm just telling you what she said. I remember, yeah. I would love to have the ghost on the pod because I've got questions. When we lived in uh, Mobile, there was a little girl ghost. Only saw her one time. You're getting picked 38 to 11. Don't do the first down sign when you no. when you catch a bass. No, have humility. You're getting your ass kicked. South Alabama about to go to four and two. Yeah, they got to get there. They got to get to six because that close is so hard. <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got Eagles bucks on, but it's halftime. I think. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Phone lines are open. If y'all want to call, there's a lot of content up on our uh, YouTube channel. MPW Digital pregame show is like three hours long. We've got um, Soft Verbal. 
That's almost an hour. <laughs> Cole wants to know if the spirit in our house is around 24-7. No. No, she's on three. Yeah, maybe the house was this house, but it's not an Indian. No, you're not on a burial ground. No, wouldn't think. Mitchell thinks he delivered lumber to this house when it was being built. Could be. We weren't here. It was this house was already built when we moved here. Still feel good about your Ole Miss pick? Yeah, sure. Why I do not? too. I, I think mean, Ole, I think Ole Miss wins. I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it's as close as everyone else thinks it's going to be. I think there's a lot of points, but they stay kind of two scores up and yeah, tennis points it, up, keep it spread. Yeah, I I. I think Ole Miss is beating Tennessee and beating LSU, and I think the Auburn game is going to be super nerve-wracking. There was a media op with Mike today, uh, Bobblefish, but I'm worried I'll get yelled at if I write too much baseball right now. <laughs> Did y'all ask him about LSU? I wasn't on it. I don't you weren't on it? Uh, okay. And I've, I haven't listened. I saw it pop up in the FTP. I haven't downloaded it, but I will. Yeah. I'll, I'll let it be available for people. Yes, Avery, we are talking about the freaky old lady ghost. Mark, thank you for the um, the super chat. He says, with this money, will you join the new OMS site and read the OT business advice thread? Um, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Depends how bored we get Saturday night. Yeah. Surprised they have a business advice thread. They usually don't let anybody get off topic. No. Very strict with their yeah. moderation. moderation is very severe. No, the balls are dangerous for sure. I mean, they can I mean, score. They could win. I'm not. They can score points. It's going to be loud there. I've been, I've been in that stadium when it was super loud, and it is a wall of noise. It it can be it can be intimidating. I just think you're going in with a experienced quarterback and they're not that far removed from the loss at Alabama. They know that they kind of let the moment get to them at times. I don't think they'll let this moment get to them. And I don't think Tennessee's Alabama. No. Frankly, I don't think Tennessee's Arkansas. No. You got anything else? I don't know. Pretty talked out at this moment. Uh, Neil, what makes you think a ghost from the 1920s would know how to operate a television set? That is a decent question. That that is that's a fair point, and I I don't know that I have the answer to that. Uh, if you've never been to uh, if you've never been to Knoxville, it's a fun trip. I, I love games in that stadium. No, Will, I don't think Lane gets intimidated by anything. I think he'll be excited. I think he'll have tri- oh, yeah, he'll have yeah, tricks yeah. up his sleeve. Yeah. He likes he likes games like this. Uh, Cole says, assuming y'all are seeing a subscriber jump. Yep, we are. How does it compare to Lane, Freeze, et cetera? It's bigger than Freeze. It feels like a coaching search a little bit from a numbers jump. Yeah, it's it's the weak Ole Miss hired Lane. Yeah. Big. Ish. Yeah, ish. TV turns on by itself 
after being off for hours and I'm not in the room. That's the ghost watching television. One time it turned on to our YouTube channel. Well, that's a little weird. And it was watching us. And that was pretty strange. With me in the house. I think that was her trying to tell me something. Hey, who do we have? Hey, it's Matt in Little Rock. How are hey, you guys? Hey, Matt. How are you? Hey, before uh, Chase gives up over there for the night, mm-hmm. uh, you guys talked a lot about uh, Bill Clinton last week. and I'm a Little Rock guy, and uh, I don't know if y'all just saw the report. He, he just got checked in the hospital for some kind of infection. Oh, I didn't um, see that. Not Non-COVID related, so let your imagination run wild there. Um but I got a, a quick story, uh, and I'll keep it brief, about Bill Clinton and the amazing politician he was. I was about 10 years old. Chelsea's about two years younger than me and having soccer practice um, in the fall, kind of like a day in October. It's getting dark early. And I noticed as a 10 or 11-year-old kid, the governor standing there. So I just went over and, and introduced myself and told him what my name was. And he said, by chance, is your grandfather a pastor in town? And I said, yes, and told him what his name was um dark field in the fall soccer i'm 10 years old i'm seven eight years away from being able to vote about two or three years later i walk into a basket and robbins with my grandfather and there's bill clinton and chelsea and he immediately recognizes my grandfather and he said and hello matt how are you doing and that was he remembered my name wow. from the dark soccer field at 10 11 years old now i never uh, you know loved his politics, but you talk about making an impression uh, on a 12-year-old, 13-year-old kid that the, the governor remembered my name two or three years after I had met him one time and associated it with my grandfather. So the man was a master uh, with with people that way. Oh, there's no question about that. He was a, a phenomenal communicator and, a, and an incredible politician. And the, the great irony of 2016 is that Hillary Clinton was running for president and they used every resource except for the one that was literally right there in the room who was a political yeah. <laughs> a political uh, savant who was trying to tell them hey I think you have trouble and they were telling him hey shut up we're doing this without you Yeah Rust Belt hey guys you think you may want to go back to the Rust Belt now nah, we got it we're good Yeah it's exactly what happened Yeah Yeah yeah, and it's so funny that she is the polar opposite of him. And it was funny. He he won the governorship. He was super young. I forget, like 32 or something, something ridiculous back in the late 70s. And she was kind of unknown. And she would go to, I mean, little things in the South. She she went by Hillary Rodham Clinton. She would go to Razorback games. And she would, you know, there would be hair just pulled back, big glasses. And she would sit during the game and read a book. And there was a picture printed in the Arkansas, uh, I think it was the Gazette at the time, was still a two-paper town, and uh, of her sitting at a Razorback game reading a book while everybody else is standing around her. Well, he he caught, there was other things, but he caught all kinds of crap for that. Um, And he lost to a guy named Frank White, kind of this obscure Republican uh, that just beat him. And he comes back four years later. Hillary's had a complete makeover. The Rodham is gone. She's standing and cheering at games now. Um, (laughs) 
they've always been – I've got a lot of Bill Clinton stories and some that I'm not going to tell because I value breathing. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, uh, there's, there's plenty, and it, it didn't start with, with Paula Jones and, and Jennifer Flowers and Monica Lewinsky. It, it started uh, no kidding. way yeah. before that. You think? Yeah. Yeah. So you don't, so, think, you don't think Monica was the first? <laughs> I don't think I don't think Paula Jones or Jennifer Flowers was the first either. And in fact, I know it wasn't. Um, I, mean, I, I and I know my I mean, parents it, it, had friends that 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 knew firsthand. You know, things back in the. I was going to say it was pretty well known in Little Rock, right at the time. Oh goodness gracious! Yes. Yeah. 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 It, 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 it's crazy. I. I and I'll just keep it keep this very vague, but I have a very good friend that was on the food when he was in his twenties on the food and beverage service at a local hotel, and it was nothing for uh, the governor to show up on a Friday evening and not go home till Sunday afternoon, and in the corner suite with a couple of other buddies and uh, ladies would would pass all weekend, and the phone would ring at the hotel and and I'm not going to say the name of the the lady, but she handled, she handled kind of Clinton's schedule and always knew where he was. Now this was before cell phones and all that stuff. She knew right where he was, what he was doing. And he answered the phone one day, uh, he was working the front desk and he said, I need you to tell the governor that Hillary is ready for him to come home. Um, they've got to do a couple of things before Monday. Um, so, it, it it was an arrangement from from the jump. Yeah, for sure. Hey, um, great stuff. Appreciate the call. See you, man. No, nope. bye. Are you caught up on the show? Uh, one back. Yeah, I watched the the last one was pretty interesting. That's actually the one I was kind of waiting to get to. So it was, yeah, it was um, good. It kind of shows you how. Yeah, I won't spoil it. Yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, all right, we um, it's nine fifteen. We'll we'll wrap there. So we'll be with you guys. If you haven't watched the pregame show, I think you'll really enjoy it. A lot of good content in the pregame show, and then uh, we will be with you on Saturday night, Ole Miss and uh, Tennessee. It's at nine. I would guess nine thirty at the earliest. Probably more like ten, ten fifteen. Yeah, it'll be about the start of the fourth quarter this time on Saturday. And we'll uh, we'll stay with you and talk about it. Have uh, Jeffrey call. We'll talk to. Uh, Brian Rippey and Zach's going to Knoxville, so we might even check in with him and take your calls and see what happens with the Rebels and the Volunteers. So thanks for being with us tonight on Hand Raise, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again on Saturday night. Until then, take care. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.